The city of Amaranthine. Massive, ancient, and immutable. A thousand empires have risen in her shadow, and she has outlived them all. In her streets and under them, mortals of every class and calling struggle to find their place. All beneath the gaze of the city's silent and deathless queen. Welcome to The Exquisite Lich, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons anthology podcast where players and DMs from across the community come together to tell short stories in a setting that we're building as we go. With each adventure, a new set of players gets to add elements to the world, establishing new religions, uncovering ancient kingdoms, putting classic elements into new context, and filling the landscape with life. Let's see who's joining us today. Okay, so what are we doing? So yeah, Vin, why don't you, I mean, this this is your brainchild, so why don't you take us in? Yeah, um, so probably I'll actually do a pre-record of what the actual thing is. But since it's the pilot, um, I guess we should do like an actual thing. So welcome to the pilot of the Exquisite Lich. This is a, a sort of collective world-building anthology all-star thing. This is way worse than I had actually written it out. I probably should have done that first. But You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, you got this. You got this. Are you yeah. going to have a wiki? Um, probably eventually. Probably. Yeah. Which is to say, I hadn't thought about it, but probably should. Um, <laughs> I made a spreadsheet. That's my start. It's a good spreadsheet. Thank it you. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we have one of those for the Chimera also, since we, we did that sort of similarly. That's kind of where I got the idea for this, is that for our first campaign, we just sort of like soup potted the whole thing, where we just tossed a bunch of ideas in and built the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of what we're doing here. Segue back to what we were talking about. So I guess probably the thing to do is actually talk about who's here. I'm Vin LeBate. I am the producer of and a player on the Chimera, an actual play role-playing podcast. And uh, who are y'all? Probably Chase should go first. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, My name is Chase Greenlee. I am the DM of Another Path, uh, actual play uh, D&D podcast where we kind of take a little bit more of a theatrical bent to it than some other ones, I guess. Um... I'm really bad at talking about my own podcast, which is something that I've come to realize over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to spin it. Uh, it's hard to spin specific types of flavor like that. Um, but yes, I'm going to be uh, running today's adventure as well. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm Renee. I have listened to another path, and. I can talk about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> everyone intro, everyone else. It's entertaining yes, from the get-go. Instantly drawn in by the use of, of Unearthed Arcana and fun characters and players. Ta-da! There you go. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. No problem. <laughs> so, hi, I'm Renee Rhodes. I am the DM for... Fate and the Fable Maidens, which is an all-women actual play D&D podcast. We are a comedy. We're family-friendly. We love goofs on goofs on goofs and dragons. Yay, so, dragons. And dragons. And uh, we have a lot of fun and uh, hopefully share a lot of laughs and hopefully accessible for all ages. So Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's me now. I am Shogun. Um you guys have made a mistake by letting me um, come on here. Um, <laughs> oh, no one should have ever put me on the internet. Yeah, It was the worst it's, thing anybody um, could have done to any of us. Let's be real here. 
So I run uh, the Mimic Knights um, on Welcome to the Party, uh, a Twitch channel for for streaming uh, D&D and other role-playing games. I also run New Atlantis uh, every other Thursday on... Uh, which is a Shadowrun game um, on there as on the same channel as well. Um, I guess what's fun about my games is that my players are the people kind of in charge. I end up just having them say lewd jokes that just go over my head, and that's pretty much the appeal of of Mimic Nights. That can work. <laughs> Yeah, half the show is just them laughing their heads off and me going, what? <laughs> half the show yeah. is the players ruining all of the plans I had written out. So, you know, yeah. it's yeah, you life, know, I, have no I guess. Plans. You build a wonder... Mm-hmm. Renee, I, I, I also listen to Fate and the Fable Maidens. You build oh. a wonderful sandcastle and they just run right over it. <laughs> to great <Thank> effect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope or, so. Or I, I suppose more accurately, they jump all over the beds in the sandcastle. Yeah, they they <laughs> just they just destroyed my biggest sandcastle in the last episode we recorded, and uh, it's going to uh. be interesting rebuilding that sandcastle for future episodes. <laughs> so I told them they had to give me at least two weeks of prep before we record it again, because uh, boy, I am going to need it. Ah, <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. All right. So I, I guess that's the special thing about this is that we are all DMs. Yes. Except for me. Because I am the producer and got to choose who is on the show. Wow, rebel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so with that in mind, um, I think, uh, Vin, you said you've already, at this point, people have already gotten a, a quick lowdown on the world. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and do a quick, like, like elevator pitch for your characters that you'll be playing today. Uh, I will be playing as Seth de Mont, uh, the paladin dragonborn who has uh, disgraced himself by showing a bit of humanity. Yeah. How is. dare you? <laughs> Rude. Uh, I will be playing Helena Catracathis, the fourth Duchess of Calamity, a drow warlock and uh, aristocratic archaeologist who studies uh, death and destruction. That's way cooler. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think everyone's pretty cool. I will be playing Nysanan, Nan for short, and uh, she is an aspiring reporter who just moved to the city and is uh, trying to get in good with some of the uh, print offerings in town. Um, but she's she's mainly looking for her big scoop that she can sell and prove that she is able to do this, especially since her friends and family weren't thrilled about her career choice. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, does anybody have anything else uh, for the good of the group, for the good of the listener before we hop on in? Oh, I am a wood elf rogue. Fair. I might have said that. I should have brought... We're playing D&D. I have a class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. This is D&D 5th edition. Yes. What? Ah, <laughs> oh, Dix, did you oh, do fourth? I made a shadow on character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's just as well. I'm running... I'm going to be running everything on my end in 1st edition, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's Whoa. a whole conversion table. Everything has to pass through for every single action. <laughs> yeah, I'm a homebrewed. I I am I'm a space marine. 
I should warn y'all that I will be attempting an accent, and I apologize for when it falls apart. Stern but fair. Um, I will Ooh, be attempting many accents as I'm going to be playing all of the other guys. <laughs> all right. Have fun. Yeah. No, I will. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Let's rock and roll. Within the Queen's home, boroughs, collectives, territories, and neighborhoods often have trade and political disputes just as any other city or country. They are culturally vibrant, different in trade and tradition, and clash almost daily. Today, we find our heroes in Copper's Bend, a young district. A recent influx of cash has seen one family rise to power in a fashion uncommon in recent memory. All was going well until the patriarch died, leaving his daughter as the district's de facto driver. She is smart, capable, and willing, though someone is conspiring to stop her. Helena. Yes. The first the first fingers of dawn creep into your rented room at the pickled cat. You squint in the brightness. The cat is cozier than most of Carnelian Hall. The bright wood and colorful cloths make for a lovely change of pace from the perpetually dark district of the drow. You close your book, a lovingly detailed tome on beetles, and open the door. The din of breakfast assaults your ears as the same time at the same time as the smell hits your nose. You deem the trade acceptable, and you head downstairs. What does Helena order for breakfast? I think I think I shall try some of the uh the local cuisines. There's no point in not being adventurous since I'm up here. Uh, what is this bacon? I'll have some of that. <laughs> okay. Should I get something to go with that? Um, well, uh, I, I'd get some taters if you like. Ah, taters sounds like a wonderful thing. Let's try a bit of that as well then. All right. Uh, so you are served up a plate of bacon and a side of uh, roasted potatoes. Uh, they are... Pretty good. (laughs) As you enjoy your meal, you are unceremoniously joined by your friend, Yins Barrowman. A good sort. A fellow librarian who you've lent and borrowed books with for years. Though this trip was largely to take some time away from the Carnelian and uh, the first Duchess of Calamity, namely. Seeing your companion as part of this vacation certainly has been a nice side effect. I didn't expect you to be up this early. Hey, you know, I've been doing uh, doing a little bit of digging for you. Uh, you were uh, telling me about your you're your looking for uh, some information on a catricker or catricker catricker catricker. That's the one. Yeah, so uh, I did some digging around and I heard a thing. I followed up with on it this morning. Uh, I found something. There's a there's a book. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of legends in it. Uh, among of them is uh, the timely fall of Catricor. It's one of those, uh, it, it's an old text, like pre-Queen, maybe. Hmm. Uh, but it uh, might be something up your alley. Uh, somebody's got the book, though, already, and they might be hard-pressed to part with it. Thing is, though, they're in a spot of trouble right now. You might be able to help them out. Uh, and who would that be, precisely? Uh, that's gonna be, uh, that's the Raverin family. They're the, the head honchos in the district. Normally they're pretty hard to find and, uh, harder to deal with, but like I said, they've, uh, they got a spot of trouble going on. 
Oh, they're, they're having the coronation this week, aren't they? They're supposed to. It was supposed to be yesterday, but something's going on. And uh, people aren't exactly sure exactly what that something is. If you can get on over there, uh, I've got some friends. Uh, I dropped your name, said you were capable. Sounds like they might be willing to part with a tome in order to get whatever sorted out, sorted out. Well, I think I wouldn't mind making some new friends up here. All right, I'll uh, I'll show you on over. As soon as you're done with the the bacon. Yeah, this is this is quite good. I really need to eat surface food more often. You should. It's 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 actual food, believe it or not. Yes, I don't think any of this was a spider before. <laughs> I mean, and he takes a close look. Eh, probably not. Bacon and taters. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Yins uh, gives you a little bit of time to finish eating and only steals a very little bit of your breakfast and then <laughs> takes you on over to uh, the family seat. Nicaean Dorlin. While you appreciate the aesthetic choice that many of the shop owners have made in Copper's Bend, the exposed metal used to gild many of the signs sharpen not only the light, but the summer heat as well. Mm. You wander the streets in the off chance of a story popping up, but other than old man Calico of the Cosmet Hut raising prices again, there's nothing. You knew this would be the case. The Bend has been holding its breath for over a week. It's a tension you're not used to. While the outlying forests that you call home still fall under Her Grace's protection, the sheer number of people in this city can make your head spin. After a nearly an hour of walking in the morning heat, you sit down and drink from your flask. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm just drinking water. It's so hot outside and I need to stay refreshed. I need to stay alert, keep my mind as focused as possible on my writing. Excellent. So you sit back and uh, you put your back up to a tree, one of the few that are just kind of like freestanding as decoration, and you are watching a building, the House Mm -hmm. of Ravrin, which serves as both the home of the district's ruling family as well as the de facto district hall. You've been coming here and watching for days now. Since the death of old man Arcano Ravrin, the man died an expected death. He was getting on in years, and it was known he'd been ill for a time, but it still rocked the financials of the district. Uh, he had been a steady hand at the rudder for the bulk of his life, and for the past decade, his life's work has been to bring Copper's Bend to prominence, and it paid off. He died with the Bend being the place to make your home, if you can. Affordable and out of the way, young craftsfolk have taken up residence and made the wares of the district well-desired around the city. Something's wrong, though. You've been waiting here for the past week for them to declare Arcano's eldest daughter, Anya, as the new family head. But they still haven't. You've been waiting there for the bulk of the morning when somebody leaves the building and approaches you directly. They're a tall person, lank, uh, wearing bronze and blue-green of the Raverin House staff. Excuse me, would you would you be uh, Nicenan? Yes, uh, friends call me Nan. Right, Nan. Uh, well, uh, my name is uh, uh, is uh, Gavlin. I'm uh, uh, one of the associates here in the house. You've been coming by daily. We've noticed. Yeah. Yes, uh, I I have. Uh, I've been awaiting uh, the sharing of of good news, and uh, I'm afraid I haven't heard it yet. 
Hmm. Very well. Well, if there's reason for that. Would you be willing to come inside? You seem a capable sort, and we are trying to get something sorted out here. Uh, of course. I uh, immediately start kind of packing up because I have my little journal out and was just kind of scribbling in it, sketching mm-hmm. a little bit since I don't really have a ton to write about right now. Fair. And uh, so I just like pack that up really quickly, kind of stick stick it in my, uh, in my bag and uh, throw it back over my shoulder and uh, prepare to head inside. All right. Uh, Gavlin leads you on inside. The interior of the building is absolutely gorgeous. Everything is carved and gilded in copper and bronze, uh, and he leads you into a study. Seth. Yes. Despite your recent troubles, your morning starts much like any other. You rise, you make your alms to her glory, and you wash the night's grime from your eyes and scales, and then you don your armor. You walk down the halls of your barracks, avoiding eye contact with anyone. Though nobody will say anything, the white sash crossing your chest marks you as impartial. Duty to her majesty, to law, to order, these are the singular demands that she makes of her paladins, and you have fallen from her grace. For now. You sit down to a filling but simple breakfast when your commander walks up to you. She, above all, was disappointed in you. You were on track for so much. But in an impulsive moment, you dashed your position within the ranks. Now her second command is Cecil, who insufferably spells his name with an S. And it just everybody hates that. And it just like that, that tells you everything you need to know about Cecil. She approaches you and she looks at you for a long moment and wordlessly hands you a scroll and walks away. I uh, would head back over to the... Um meditation area mm-hmm. for prayer uh kneel down on one of the mats and open it up before uh doing another round of prayers okay um when you walk into the meditation room everybody just kind of like parts away from you uh you are you are unclean in every sense right now and it is it is isolating here at least you unfurl the scroll and you find exactly what you expected to find your path to redemption A woman in one of the lower districts has lost a family heirloom, or more appropriately, it was stolen. Help whoever they round out up to assist in retrieving it, and you will be on your way to restoring your redemption. I, and I'm not speaking to anyone specifically, Mm -hmm. but whispering down pretty much to the scroll itself, I will complete my duty. I will do as instructed. Okay. The scroll feels cold in your hands. Just a little bit. As long as I'm not required to um, return it to anyone, I will actually slide it inside my armor. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that it will be against my scales Mm -hmm. uh, until I complete the task. Okay, you do so. And you uh, gather up your weapons. uh, Very, very uh, elegant weapons. Most weapons in the city are actually quite elegant. uh, Decorative pieces as well as uh, um, utilitarian ones. Eventually, the three of you find yourselves in a small parlor. It's well lit to Helena's chagrin. The windows are flung open and the room itself seems cool. You have a moment before your host arrives. What are the three of you doing? 
I'm going around the room looking at uh, pretty much anything that's on the walls, on shelves, on tables, you know, any little knickknacks. I'm just kind of observing, taking it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I do introduce myself as soon as uh, the the two others join me in the parlor. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, Nan. I, I That's me. I'm Nan. Ah, Helena Catrickath is fourth Duchess of Calamity from Carnelian Hall in the Undercity. Uh... Yes, uh, Hel- Duchess? What, what, what should I call you? Uh, Helena's fine. I'm not particularly interested in being formal. Helena, uh, a pleasure. And, uh, you? Sentinel de Mont. Is Sentinel your first name? Title. Oh. Yes. Uh, he's a cop, dear. Thank you. Uh, he's wearing his... <laughs> kind of spooky um imposing helmet that you see just within the the dark helmet the glowing of his eyes um an intimidating presence that is recognizable throughout the city of of the sentinels that watch um observing everything and only acting to intercede when laws are broken but then he removes his helmet strapping it to his hip excuse me sorry about that um Yes, my name is Seth. Oh, pleasure yes. to meet you, Sentinel. I, I, I get it now. Sorry, rather new here. Hi, Seth. I'm Nan. Pleasure to meet you. And reaches out his hand to to shake yours. Uh, she shakes it firmly. Pleasure. So, who are you? What do you do, uh, Duchess Sentinel? Oh, well, I'm an academic. I study calamity. It's in that name of the house. It's it's a rather long story about how we ended up with it. Um, but it's an academic field. So I um, I study the ends of things, the collapse of civilizations, catastrophes, cataclysms. Oh, I love a good cataclysm. How fascinating. It very much is. I would appreciate if you kept them outside the bounds of the city, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> but uh, I am I'm a holy guard. To her service, I, I protect the city to the best of my abilities. Well, thank you for your service. And what about you? Uh, you are not appearing local. Uh, no. I do know the neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I moved into a small, affordable, you know, efficiency room a couple weeks ago now. Um, haven't been here long. Getting used to the area, getting used to the environment. Uh trying to find some work, trying to find something steady, and uh, wasn't going great, but I feel uh, pretty good about being here now, so uh, who knows what could happen. I'm optimistic. If you're looking for intrigue, the houses are... they are optimal. There's no better place. Intrigue would be wonderful, especially if it's good enough to write about and interesting enough for people to want to read. What is everybody's passive perception? Ten. <laughs> uh, fifteen, I think. Mm-hmm. I wrote this down somewhere. Fourteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the math on passive perception? Uh, it's ten plus per uh, plus whatever you have for perception. Yeah, thirteen then. Okay, so. As the three of you are talking and getting to know each other, uh, it is only Nan that sees uh, the figure slip into the room. Um, It's a woman. 
about uh, maybe about Nan's height, just so, you know, a little on the shorter. I'm assuming Nan, uh, Wood Elves are, actually, here's a question. Do you run Wood Elves being typically like a little bit shorter? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I boss my rules. Anyways, um, so this woman slips in uh, dark hair wearing uh, darker clothes, but uh, very well put together. Um, as the three of you were talking, she just, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, hello. Yes. Hello. My name is Anya Ravren. I've called you all here. Thank you for getting here so quickly. Would I know her stature? Like, socially? Yes. Um, and actually, um, let's see here. Nan, you definitely know who this is. And I, and um, uh, you probably would have gotten the low down on the way over here uh, as well, Helena. This is uh, Anya Ravren. Uh, the presumptive heir to Copper's Bend. I would give like a half kneel mm-hmm. bow. Oh, she's oh to her. Please, is... is there a t- title mm-hmm. we would know to use for her? Um, as of now, no. Okay, please. The only the mm-hmm. only title she could have is one that's not very flattering, which would be like pretender. <laughs> yeah, uh, pres- <laughs> not great. presumptive heir, presumptive yeah. heir. Uh, but, um. I am not controlling of the family seat as of yet, which is why you are all here today. Um, my family has a very specific tradition for taking the reins of the family, well, of the family. Um, among uh, the, the ritual, there is the ritual itself, which is the moving of the goblet. But in addition to that, I also need the father's cloak and the mother's steel couple of nights ago, the father's cloak was stolen. I need it back. I see. I immediately pull out my journal and start to write that down. Excellent. Yes, no, right right away. Right away. This is... My father, rest his soul, would not like me bringing in outsiders, which is why it has taken so long. But as it stands, our internal investigations have brought up nothing. Nobody is willing to talk to an insider. We need somebody else's perspective on this. Uh, do you mind if I take notes as we discuss? Please, go right ahead. Um, and of course, you will all be duly compensated once I am uh, in control of the family finances once again. Um, let's see here. Well, uh, Master Seth, I am your commission will be taken care of on your end of things. Um, How long ago was the Adlum's... Disappearance noticed. Um, about three days ago. I was supposed to be coronated that morning, and it was gone. Is it kept in a place where its absence would be noticed immediately? Or is it possible it's been lost for some time? It is... No, no. We were... We did a dress rehearsal the night before. We left everything out and staged so that when, you know, we wouldn't have to set it up again in the morning. Frankly, it's kind of a pain in the ass to get everything out. We keep <laughs> it, we keep everything underneath the throne and the throne. I, I, you know what? Follow me. I'll show you. I'll show you. And she okay. uh, just kind of gestures and walks out of the room, assuming you're following her. Yes. Seth will put his helmet back on. Mm-hmm. Very well. Um, and his voice will be noticeably like more echoey and intimidating whenever <laughs> it is on. Excellent. So um, the four of you walk down the hallway and uh, she opens the door into an absolutely gorgeous meeting hall. Um, it is a long hall made of wood and copper. 
The walls are carved and inlaid with images depicting life and amaranthine. Uh, the room itself is arranged as kind of a pit. The center of the room has a long table in it. Uh, chairs line each of the sides, and then you've got a, uh, a throne on a platform at one end of it. Along uh, the edges of the room, there are actually benches arranged in, for lack of a better term, stadium seating, so that people can look down on the uh, table and see what's going on. Now, you, you said it was a cloak, Yes. Um, and it has some significance, I imagine? Uh, yes, it is the family's ancestral cloak. We've had it as far back as uh, time allows us to remember. Are there any enemies of the family or enemies of yours specifically? Oh, several. Oh, great. <laughs> you, that's part of the problem. We I have, ready my pin. <laughs> we have so many to choose from. There's, of course, uh, enemies of the family... Uh, rival families, uh, those who have not fared as well in the uh, uh, rise to the top of Copper's Bend, especially the last uh, couple of decades of my father's reign. Um, he stepped on toes, climbing the ladder, you see. Mm. Uh, then there's, of course, those who are specifically opposed to my appointment. Uh, some people have a hard time letting go of old traditions, and my father is apparently the hardest one to let go of. Hmm. And she kind of smiles and cocks her head in a way that says, oh, that really pisses me off. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm jotting down. Uh, do you mind uh, mentioning a few names, anyone we might be on the lookout for? Maybe names that are more notable to you. Um, well, let me think about that. And- of course, of course. She kind of pauses and thinks, and while I look up the names that I had. Great. None. You illustrate, yes? <laughs> uh, uh, I record, I write. Make sure to get it in writing, a perfect description of the cloak, so there will be no misunderstandings. Of course. Um, right. Well, I'm trying to think here. We're, we're on good terms with the Walters family, uh, the, uh, the Glovers have been a little prickly with us as of late, as has Lord Castro. Uh, Lord only in function, but not in any sort of official capacity. He has a lot of money, but does not know how to spend it well, which is a problem. Uh, that is how we gained our prominence. We know where to invest. Um, then there's, of course, I mean, Edith Ferguson. She's a... Uh, well, she's a bitter pill to swallow in the best of times, and uh, frankly, I think she was sweet on my father, and this might just be some sort of a weird, I don't know, I don't know. And she just starts pacing away and babbling to herself. This is a lot more amusing when it's not your own family. <laughs> I imagine it is. I'm aware that Carnelian Hall has its own intrigue going on at any given moment. Yes, it's quite Byzantine. Hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. And as for the cloak itself, uh, fair question. It is uh, a black cloak. Um, the fur is very, very fine. Um, it's also very, very old. It's not something you would see somebody wearing these days. Not unless you're going to some sort of a fancy dress party or something like that. Uh, the top of it is hemmed with uh, gray and white striped furs. I'm sorry, you said it's it's very old. Ancient. What? Do, does it have a significance beyond 
beyond that, does it? Why? Why have you held on to this for so long? It is the tradition. We have had it since before the queen existed. We have been performing this rite for a very, very long time. How well has it resisted the touch of time? Very well. We do. We don't use it often, but when we do take it out, we have it um, inspected for imperfections, magically mended if it needs to be. Um, it also has a few charms in place on it to make sure that uh, the ravages of time do not affect it. And it was under the throne the night before it went missing? It was sitting on the back of the throne the night before it went missing. And she uh, takes you on over and uh, points uh, underneath the throne. And you can see, like, in the shadow where the seat is, uh, there is a trapdoor there. And then she puts her full weight up against the throne. And the throne doesn't budge. Like I said, this thing's a pain in the ass to move. Oh, <laughs> We didn't want to have to do it that morning, risk somebody getting hurt and not being able to be there. It was just, it was more prudent to leave it out. Of course. And if this hasn't been a concern in the past, I'll start looking around the throne, seeing if I can uh, pick up on any clues of sorts. Absolutely. Roll me an investigation check. Great. I will do that. That is a natural one. Ah, Yay. you get caught up in the intricacies of the throne itself. Uh, it is a very, very beautiful piece <laughs> of art, much like the rest of the room. Uh, it is uh, inlaid with copper uh, and uh, has carvings in it. The throne, though, unlike the rest of the room, the rest of the room is dedicated to Amaranthine at large. The throne itself is dedicated to uh, the family history. Great. Uh, so you now have proficiency in anything uh, involving the Raverin family history. Okay, I'm writing all of it down. Every <laughs> detail on this throne is going it's, in my journal. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. What's what's her name again? Anya. Anya. Anya Raverin. R-A-V-R-I-N. What, um, what has occurred to the rest of the heirlooms? They're fine. Um, I was able to pass my... Uh, to pass the mother's steel off to uh, the family guard the night of. It is his job in order to maintain things, and I do believe he actually passed it off to one of your order for safekeeping once everything uh, started happening. So it will be recollected once you need it? Yes, exactly. Otherwise it'll be kept in the barracks. Whose responsibility was the security of this room? And she looks down in shame. Uh, Frankly, we did not have security in mind for possessions. Money is typically held in banks. Um, My person is well guarded and I am capable of my, in and of myself. However, the room itself, we left it to the locks that lock everything. And she just kind of gestures around the room. And there's like a couple of windows here and there. Um, but you can see even from where you're standing that there are some pretty heavy duty locks on them. Are we a uh, ground floor? Yes, you are ground floor. The room uh, ascends about uh, about three stories tall. And then uh, roll me a perception check. That's a seven. Okay. Um, even with a seven, uh, you can see where all the windows in the room are. Um so you've got um, banks of windows along each of the walls, and you also have a couple of skylights above. Do any of the windows open up into an area that is not 
their property? Or are there grounds owned by them surrounding it? Uh, The building is actually out on the street. And you ask her about that. And she's like, yes, we are planning on purchasing the rest of the ground. That was going to be next year's uh, endeavor is to uh, widen our family compound and actually make it a proper compound like some of the other families have. However, um, we decided it was more prudent to uh, put our money elsewhere for the time being. And the door to the room was locked? The door to the room was locked, and all of the windows were locked when we got in in the morning. But you are saying that one person could have passed in through, you know, just pointed like one of the windows that mm-hmm. has access to like an alley or, or the streets or whatever. One individual could have gone through that window. Trivially, yes. Unfortunately, and... as we're now realizing. <laughs> and she does that head tilt thing. It's like, oh, that pisses me off too. <laughs> I'd like to sort of maybe just pace the room um, because Helena has spent a lot of time in, again, the sort of Byzantine intrigues of Carnelian Hall, uh, mm-hmm. including a lot of sneaking in and out of places uh, sure. for both business and pleasure. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I just like to sort of take a look for the kind of places that one would sneak in and out beyond a window. Absolutely. Go for it. That investigation? Go ahead and roll me. Yeah, investigation. 13. 13. Uh, you're looking around and you're having a hard time finding anything except a window. Mm. Um, there are a plethora of them. They do make for a fairly obvious entrance or exit. The only other thing that might be is like maybe if that trap door thing like led to a tunnel or something like that. But you're looking at that throne and you think it would be uh, a far chance that somebody would be able to move that by themselves from underneath. Right. I uh, pro- probably won't get anything, but I would just go over to the locks. What kind of locks are on the windows? Uh, like, is it a part of it or is it like a padlock added onto it? Oh, it's a part of it. It is okay, a part of it. it. They are. So I'm just, bes- just going to rattle the windows. Okay. Like, um, check, just. Investigation. Take a look. Yeah. Give okay. me investigation. <laughs> nah, one. Nah, Yay! one. Whoops. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a two, but not one. Yep. <laughs> Uh, you uh, you rattle each of the windows and um, you're nothing. Just One of nothing. them shatters. No. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, do I go like clink? No, you don't. It was an investigation roll, not a strength check. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you you rattle each of the windows and lock seems sturdy. Okay. Tough to break into one of those unless you're breaking the law. Um, Is it common knowledge to me the basic lists of of uh, the the basic range of magical people um would i be aware of knock oh yes absolutely yeah you would know okay, how, so i yeah, know that it would be trivial spells. for someone who has that spell to get this it would have been super easy um if if can the lock be accessed from the outside the lock can be accessed from the outside okay then even um, easier yes uh, however, um, uh, she does indicate that um, um, well, there are certain enchantments placed on the locks to make them more difficult. It, it is actually easier to pick them than to use magic to open them. Okay. As it stands, we actually do have a couple of people you could talk to to try and see what they might know. They were cagey in the internal investigations, but we just couldn't get them to talk much more. We have uh, 
um, well, we have the uh, my advisor, Bertram. Um, I would be floored if he had done anything, but you can certainly uh, ask him whatever questions you may have. There's also the janitor, Sobrev. He's uh, a bit of a sot, but he is the one that carries the keys to every build, uh, every lock in the building. So, unfortunately, he was the prime suspect, but was able to account for his placement at any given moment. Both of these individuals would have keys, or just the janitor? Uh, the janitor has the full keys. Uh, the advisor has keys in and out of the building, but not to any windows or even i don't even think he has the key to this store i'd be very surprised if he did um we also have uh, our uh i mean for lack of a better term he is our intern he is studying at the one of the local colleges and comes down to help out with the day-to-day um and then we have our patrol guard uh perry i would like to speak to all of them okay absolutely i would suggest that we rule them out in order of which one we believe will be simplest to rule out. I would like to speak to the advisor first. Yes, if you don't mind, we'll review their alibis and their uh, whereabouts at the same at the same time, just to be sure that everything lines up. And she nods. Of course, of course. Um, is there anything that I can do to facilitate this? Do you need a room? Will this room suffice? What What are we looking for? I wouldn't mind a room with fewer windows. Yes. And she nods. Fair enough. (laughs) One last thing. Um, I want to check the distance of the windows from the outside floor. Would a person have to climb at all to access them? Yes. So they're kind of tall. So they have to climb and be holding themselves up while doing it. From your perspective, um, or rather from the perspective of the outside, it looks like these are third story windows. Okay. Okay, so someone would have to hold their own weight while picking a lock. Yes. Okay, that, or that is actually, super roll an, helpful. Roll an intelligence check for me. Okay. Uh, 11. Could also use a ladder. Or a ladder, yeah. <laughs> but that's more conspicuous. Either, it is. Either it answer is. is good for me. Exactly. All right. Um, very well. Um, so she takes you... And has you wait out in the hallway and uh, she wanders off for a moment and then kind of beckons you after her. Uh, she takes you to a conference room where they've hung out some blackout curtains. I will be taking like a quick survey of the room and then posting myself mm-hmm. so that I'm the first thing that is seen when someone walks in. I will draw my uh, weapon um, and set it tip down towards the floor, but not actually actually stabbing into the probably quite nice Mm-hmm. floor right um, now you 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 take the darth vader position yes, uh, yeah. as people walk in the room yeah so i'm and gonna position the other... myself there and nan what are you doing uh i'm gonna find a place to sit comfortably and try and look approachable um kind of relaxed uh journal pulled out and on my lap ready to go um mm-hmm. but hoping to appear like someone they can talk to uh-huh good sentinel bad sentinel yeah <laughs> And Helena, what are you doing? Uh, I'm probably also going to find a place to sit. Um, Helena is definitely not imposing. Mm -hmm. So she's probably going to maybe some more towards a corner um, to let the other two lead and then chime in. Uh, Okay. Yeah. All right. So 
and you were asking for Bertram the advisor first, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so uh, after about 10 minutes, uh, the door opens again, and a tall-ish man enters the room. He's got a, a, a very shiny, bald head, um, and he is also wearing the uh, 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 copper and bronze of the, the family colors. Yes, how can I help you? Gosh, it was really hard for me not to respond in exactly that voice. That's Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, she leans forward and says, Hi, I'm I'm Nan. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, uh, Bertram? Yes, it's it's a pleasure as mine. You're here to see what's going on with the father's cloak. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. Um, <laughs> how heavy do the chairs look? Roll up investigation check. Crap, I got a four. Sturdy enough for whatever you want to do. <laughs> okay, great. I will set my sword upon the table mm-hmm. and say, "Prove your innocence." And I will pick up one of the chairs and hand it to him. Oh. What am I supposed to do with this? How strong does he appear to be while holding the chair? Um. Can this man carry around a ladder or his oh, own body oh, weight? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's like struggling to hold this chair and it is less than half the weight of the throne. I take it, set it down. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything else that I can do for you three? Ah, yes. Where were you the night that the cloak went missing? I was here for a time, doing work. In this room or in the building? In the building, I my office is down the hall that way, and he just kind of gestures off. Helpful. Um, but I was doing work until about 11 o'clock. Uh, the patrol guard saw me leave, and I was home. Uh, how long have you been with the family? Uh, 20 years or so. And they they pay well, good recompense here? Oh, yes, quite, quite. Arcano was a good man. I served with him for quite a while. He valued my business acumen. His daughter does as well. She will be fine at taking the helm of the family if she is ever permitted to. Okay, insight. Does he actually believe that? Go for it. Oh, man, I'm rolling garbage. I got a five. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, you believe it. Can uh, I uh, also make that insight check? <laughs> sure. Not that mine is actually very good now that I look at it. Twelve. It seems on the level. Mine's not bad. I'm not sure why I'm not rolling insight, but uh, <laughs> I'm scribbling in my journal, and I say, uh-huh, and... Uh, do you know anyone who would want to keep Anya from the position of power? I mean, there are several people who have expressed 
distaste that she is going to be descending to the throne. She has no siblings, so there was never even the question. That being said, I've heard rumblings, you see, of uh, those who are less than thrilled with her uh, ascension. Is there any stated complaint? Or anyone specific you have in mind? Not that I can think of. No specific names that jump out to me. That being said, with such an important deal taking place, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the combined efforts of several of them coming together. Hmm. What other individual or individuals would have a right to take the position instead of her? And at that, he laughs a little bit. (laughs) I understand you sentinels do not always get involved in the city politics, but this is not a matter of right. The family seat is maintained through financial use and... Uh, perception of power. The damage is largely done already. We have been shown that we are weak in the face of other families. That's the problem. That is what we're going up against. Truth be told, the tradition could likely have been dispensed with had the cloak been taken earlier, but as it came so close to the date, we must go through with it. Otherwise, young Anya's claim to the legitimacy of the house will not be realized. And more importantly, the house's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, reputation will be tainted. It's important for you to understand that outside of the house, nobody knows exactly what's going on. They know something is wrong, and that is... Less than ideal, but here we are. I can vouch for that. Nan's foot is like tapping really fast at this point. She's uh, very impatient with how slow he talks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh no, he's insufferable. Yeah. I would give a a look, silent look to either of my companions. Um, it's just a mild shrug, or like, are we done? You happy? Uh, I I nod and. Uh, Keep, keep kind of scribbling some of the, the notes that he said, several of them. Um, I've written that being said several times because he says it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just writing it to mock him at this point. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, Helena would just pat him on the shoulder. I, I think we're done uh, with you for the moment. You want to send in the next one? Very good. Who was it that you were looking for? The guard. Very well. I'll send Parry in a moment, please. And he leaves the room. So Ugh. while he's gone. <laughs> <sighs> I roll my eyes the second he's gone. Did he appear to have magical capabilities? Because he is incapable to physically do this task. Nothing particularly jumped out. If he has no magical prowess, then we can discount him from being the actual perpetrator, though he may be 
as he stated, one of the multiple individuals involved, if that's the case. Was he carrying anything that might have been like a wand or a focus of some sort? Uh, Roll me perception at disadvantage, because you're remembering back on it now. Fifteen. No, no, he was clean. Okay. Unless he's got some sort of a really weird focus, Mm. but no wands, no staves, no books Mm. even. No, and I would put down my vote that he is not the perpetrator. I am not quite ready to place a vote, but I have written a number of things down, and uh, I believe there are several strikes against the probability that he could have been the perpetrator. Quite logical. He seems to have a, a loyalty to the family that comes through. To the way of the family, not to any individual, it would appear. Yes. Which does support his innocence. And I'm not the type to believe that just because he talks so slowly that he could be the thief. There are limited locations in which I can be justified to punish someone for speaking so slowly. Oh, Only yes. in a limited number of courtrooms is that a crime. I understand. <laughs> is there, you encounter plenty of insufferable people. In the the circles of the aristocracy, but only a few of them are awful. Some of them are just bland. (laughs) And with that, the door opens. I take the same position, (laughs) the same imposing Darth Vader's stance. You you, you rush back into your seat and throw your helmet back on. (laughs) um, Just in time for the door to swing open. And a guard in um, dark armor walks in. Uh, hello, uh, y- y- y'all were looking to-, to speak with me? Perry, correct? Yes. Nice to meet you. I'm sorry, is that short for something? No, just Perry. I am Nan. Nan, you said? Yes, uh, we would Excellent. like to ask you a couple of questions today, Perry. Is that alright? Of course, absolutely. Uh, how long have you been working for the family? Uh, about, about two years now. Uh, and uh, where were you on the night that the cloak disappeared? Oh, well, I was uh, doing the, uh, I was doing the final lockup at the end of the night. Um, I was here until uh, about eleven thirty midnight. Uh, I locked up everything. I saw the Bertram out, and that was that. You locked the throne room. Yes, yes, I did a final patrol of the throne room at. 11 10 11 15 i i walked through i uh, the cloak was there when i left the goblets were there the steel was there uh but that was it i you know nothing seemed out of place except for those things being in place and then i left did you see anyone else before you left at such a late hour and um he thinks for a moment it's like well i mean I mean, Sobrev is always here late, but he's, you know, he's a night owl anyways. He he sticks around and cleans up after uh, after I'm done. He's the only one that's able to uh, stick around after the fact. Mm-hmm. I see. I would step up forward to him. Give me your opinion. Why would the perpetrator take the cloak um, instead of a simple small goblet? That is easier to conceal. Uh, roll me an intimidation check. 
There, finally a good roll. I get three. Uh, so twenty-one. Rocket. No, twenty-two. As you step up to him, he he moves back and he you know you kind of get him up against a wall a little bit. He's like, well, hold, give me give me some space. Hold on, all right. If I had a guess, it was because they wanted to make sure they knew that we knew that it was stolen and not simply misplaced. The goblet, unfortunately, goblets go missing. And frankly, like the goblets in there, those are silver. They're soft. Those things break. We we make about like on one or two of those every year. We could have replaced that without a problem. That cloak, though, that cloak is something special. That cloak is old. And everybody knows it. Everyone knows what it looks like. It is the most notable of the items. It's that and the steel. And the steel is kind of heavy. Well, heavier. I'm sorry, you all keep talking about the steel. Uh, I presume that's a a sword, right? Big old sword, yep. Mm. Big old, big old sword. No adornment, no nothing. It is a piece of metal attached to some leather. Now, how should I say, uh, are you aware of any enemies of the family specifically? We understand that there are a number of them, but uh, have you encountered any individuals who might have opposed Anya's uh, promotion? We'll go ahead and call it a claim. Claim. Um, Claim. uh, Anyone specifically opposed to Anya's claim? Not that come to our front door. I'll say that much. That said, frankly, I get out more than a lot of my fellows do. There's rumblings, other families talking. There was talk of some sort of movement against her, and I was keeping an eye out for any suspicious folks that came by, but... (sighs) Her Majesty helped me. I haven't found anything. I've been trying to keep her safe for a while now. Uh, I'm gonna ask him... Do I have permission to touch your hands? Uh, okay. And he just kind of holds them up like little raptor paw style. Yeah, I'm going to take them and inspect his hands. I'm going to see how far his fingers bend without in any not hurting him at all. <laughs> sure. Just seeing how far his fingers bend, seeing the calluses. Do I think he could handle some pick some lock picks? Um, hmm. It would be, you know what? Let me. I cannot get it uh, like a 100%. I know that. Yeah. But like, see what I can get. Not impossible. Not impossible. Um, he definitely spends a lot of time in his armor, but you don't know what he does when he goes home. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And just let go and shakes his hands off. Uh, is there anything else, or can I can I get out of here? I gotta get back to the front door. One more thing. Hmm. You care about Anya and the family? I do. They've done a lot of good for this district. I want to roll insight on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I, can I as well? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get, Nan? Eleven. Okay. Fourteen. Okay. Um, he... He seems to genuinely care. Bertram kind of seemed a little like, you know, loyal to the family. You're picking up a loyalty to her as well with this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I I kind of look around to my companions and, and try to get a 
some sort of affirmation visually from them that we are done. I nod. I also nod. Uh, thank you for your time, Perry. Do you mind sending in, uh, I believe, Sobrev? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? And he leaves. You guys got another couple of minutes before Sobrev comes in. Is there anything that you want to talk about now? Well, he was much more bearable than the last one. He seems to, personality-wise, seem less likely, but he does have the physical capabilities, I would believe, to perpetrate the uh, crime. He also hasn't been with a family that long. He hasn't, but he did seem genuine. Hmm. But uh, there's more of a chance that he's got a bit of a history outside that might come to bear. That's always true. I am interested in speaking with perhaps someone in charge of finances to understand what he has to lose if the family were to be harmed. Hmm. Okay. And I get back into position. All right. Um, a few minutes later, uh, Sobrev walks in. Uh, this is a much older guy in his maybe late 50s, early 60s. Uh, kind of sh- of a schlubby looking dude, and he looks very tired. Uh, for- <sighs> Excuse me. What for the sake for of time, you? yes. Uh, she asks kind of her typical questions at this point. Uh, okay. Who are you? How long have you been with the family? Where were you the night that the cloak was uh, taken? And mm-hmm. are you aware of any specific enemies of Anya's claim? Okay. Um, he is so brave. He's been a janitor with them for the past three years. He is... Um, let's take a look here. He is unaware of anyone specifically that has a, a claim against or that would uh, challenge Anya's claim. Although, you know, the family does have its enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. uh, I'm sorry, you had one other question. Oh, where he was. Uh, yes. He was uh, working that night. He was at the manor uh, until about um, 12 30, 1 o'clock. And then he was there first thing in the morning the following day. He is actually the one that discovered the cloak was missing. You discovered it at the night or in the morning? Morning. Morning. Did you see or hear anything suspicious the night before? Uh, nope. Go ahead and roll me insight. Okay. Ooh. Sorry, my dad just like rolled across the room. Um, that is also an 11. Oh my gosh. Five. Oof. What was that, Nan? 11? An 11. With an 11, you can tell this isn't entirely true. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to be kind of, uh, I'm not, you could choose if you want me to roll an intimidation or not, but I'm going to be circling around him, like mm-hmm. going behind him in his blind spot, uh, inspecting him physically. And I think um, I mm-hmm. lean forward as kind of like, a, and my eyes narrow a little bit as kind of an indicator that I'm unsure of that response mm-hmm. I mean look I I was in here not before and uh, came in in the morning and the cloak was gone of course of course and no strange sounds no one you saw that night uh, nope not that night not that night what about in the morning now look I don't know I don't I don't know if I like where this conversation's going I'm standing behind him now mm-hmm. so I am <laughs> I'm between him and the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helena sort of reaches up and sort of fiddles with her hairpin. I bet she's got like a long, like iridescent hairpin. 
Sure. Um, and she walks over to him and she puts a hand on his shoulder. Look, we're we're not here to cause any trouble for anyone. We just want to get our business done and be on our way. I cast friends. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to just get him to open up to us. Uh, go ahead and roll me a persuasion check then. All right. Oh, I've got persuasion too. And that'll be an advantage because you just cast a friends. Oh, Jesus. I rolled a two and a one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's a seven. Okay. So let me actually double check the exact wording on that during the duration. Okay. Yeah. Same time one action. Up to um, a minute. Yep. In okay. the meanwhile, I'm going to take now a good look at him. You okay. said he's older. Yeah. I want to take a look at his back okay. without touching him to see how well he has aged if he is crooked or or if I think he could have climbed or si- um, similar yeah taking a look if I think he's physically capable of this crime let uh roll me yeah roll me investigation okay come on <laughs> I am I am terrible today I got nine Ooh. um maybe uh <laughs> if he had help probably okay um but between the pacing and your hand and a hand at his shoulder, he's like, now look, I don't know what y'all accusing me of here, but I didn't take no damn cloak. That's for damn sure. Oh, you misunderstand, Sobrev. We're not accusing you of taking the cloak. We just want to know what you know. And it seems like you know something. Um... Roll me persuasion. Yeah, roll me persuasion, Nan. Okay. Uh, good. Um, that is going to be uh, oof. Uh, plus so seventeen. All right. Look. I. Uh, right. Um. Look, I didn't tell you this. That night when I left here, I went down to my water and hole bullpen just down over yonder when i was there man came up to me don't know what he looks like or nothing never seen him in there before so don't ask me a man came up to me and said hey tomorrow morning window's gonna be unlocked in that throne room you leave to, uh, you go ahead and lock it back up and don't tell no one you did it and you'll get a nice sum of gold i did it and uh i uh I just am scared of somebody who is able to pull that kind of gold together against her. It ain't right. It ain't right what they did to her. She worked hard to get where she's gotten. And uh, she deserves to take that throne. I didn't realize what they'd be doing. I didn't even know the damn cloak was sitting out. By the time I realized what I did, it was too late. So, y'all can do whatever it is you're gonna do. But that's what I know. So, Brev, uh, I would be interested in writing a piece about uh, the Raverin family, especially as uh, Anya takes the, the throne. Uh, I believe that she could be quite adored among the masses of, uh, I'm sorry, Copper Burrows? Uh, um, Copper's Butt. Copper's Bend. <laughs> copper's Not butt. Copper's Butt. <laughs> Not Copper's Butt. That's copper's a different place. Butt. We don't go there. <laughs> uh, copper's Bend. Um 
I believe she could be quite adored in Copper's Bend. And I believe that, especially with this delay, I would love to spin a tale of uh, admiration for her. If you would be willing to share a quote for that at some time, that may help redeem you. Right. You should get your questions out now. Because you may not get another chance. And he kind of scoots in, because you're standing behind him, he's kind of scooting yep. closer to the table. I, I set my both of my hands, one on each of his shoulders from behind. Mm-hmm. Now look, it ain't illegal to go lock in a window. It also ain't illegal to not know what you did. I didn't break no laws. It was not an official investigation till y'all got here. But it is now. It is now. I told you what I know. Seth. She kind of gestures at him to kind of, you know, hold for a second and says, So, Brev, would you be willing to discuss with Anya what you did and what you've seen? Yeah. I think that would be the best way through this. And if you don't mind, pointing us towards the window you unlocked. Yeah, all right. As well as a descriptor of the man you spoke to. Yeah, I figured you'd ask for that, too. All right, all right. Come on, let's go. Let's get this over with while I'm feeling like I got a death wish. (laughs) I'm going to pull out my book of edicts. Yep. And I'm going to, because I'm fairly certain, because I'm not a judge. I'm not going to get the final conviction, um, but I'm fairly certain I am obligated to bring him in for accessory. Um, okay, uh... Roll a d4. Three. Okay. It takes you three minutes. So as you're walking, you are, you've got the walk and the walk and read down pat. That's the first thing they teach you when you want to become a sentinel. Um, (laughs) it's like an Aaron Sorkin for like all Mm. the time for you. Um, but you're going through and you're, you're, you're flipping through and you're reading. Um, meanwhile, he is taking you back into, uh, the, the moot hall, the meeting hall. And uh, he show, points you to a window and you would have not believed that he had the ability to even get up there, but he was able to move one of the benches and get up there with a ladder um, to get stuff locked back up. He explains, I thought they were going for the silver and I mean, they make those things, uh, you know, every year they got to do at least one of those new ones. I mean, what's another one? You know, I didn't, I didn't think they go for the fucking cloak. All right, I'm going to investigate around the window, uh, try and look out as well, uh, okay. op- open it, and uh, see if I can notice anything about the interior or exterior. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, that is a 12. Okay. Um, with a 12, you are able to see, um, uh, now that you're up here and you've got the window open and you're kind of looking out, uh, you can see that there are some scuff marks uh, right up on the windowsill where the paint has been chipped away a little bit. Um, and it's about a foot apart. Could have been a ladder. Could have been birds. Hard to say. Okay. I'll run my fingers over it and kind of point them out to the to my companions. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Now, this person you spoke to. Mm. Right. Uh... I mean, like I said, I've never seen him in there before. Um, taller guy, 
um, balding, but not all the way bald. Younger than me, but uh, older than Perry. So, you know, late 30s, early 40s. Look capable. Um, I looked like a magic user. What race? Uh, human. Maybe half-elf. Kind of hard to tell sometimes. Hair color? Hair color? Um, uh, I mean, graying. Mm. Uh, might have been black or brown at one point, but uh, it's mostly gone at this point. You were to speak to your lady mm-hmm. before before we finish our business with you? Very well. I'll, uh, I'll go have a word with her then. I'm going to stay with him. Okay. Uh, do, have I got a, a final reading on this? Because at this point, I know he, whether he knew it was the cloak or not, he was aware or he believed mm-hmm. that a robbery had taken place and that he was covering it up. Um, from what you can tell, um, the law, while it is black and white, the interpretation of the execution sometimes isn't. And this is one of those times because it does, it dictates that he must speak with an officer of the law in order to absolve himself. In speaking with you, he has done this. Now, that being said, the wording on it could also mean that he must report to a uh, an official station and make an official report. Uh, however, because you did talk with him close enough for government work. Okay, I'm going to take a moment and look down at the white on my armor. Yep. Your cooperation has been noted. Mm-hmm. Right. You will speak with your lady, and you will be present whenever necessary to aid further with the investigation. Mm-hmm. I will report your actions in my report, but no further action will be required against you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And he knocks on the door and opens it and you catch a glimpse of Anya looking up from her desk as the door shuts behind Sobrev. Now I'll return to the others. Okay. Even when you're being nice, you sound terrifying. Comes with the job. Well, I suppose we have um, a lead. Is that what you call it? I'll take my helmet off. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we call it. Yeah, so Nan has been looking around the window, the floor, looking out at the grounds from what she can see, and she kind of looks up at this point and says, it's possible that Anya would recognize the description of the the man that we're looking for. Yes, that's true. As well, I could inquire, although he, he didn't appear to be a local as far as the janitor said, but I could inquire with local guard. See if they recognize him. Especially if since many of the family's enemies may not have shown up on their doorstep, it's possible that they've interacted with them at social gatherings, but they don't often appear here. I would recommend that we look into that. Chase, so, like, uh, it would be reasonable to believe that, like, this is a big enough district that he definitely could have just never seen this guy because he never comes into that bar. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so definitely... 
like not a 100% certainty, but it's quite probable this guy is a local to the district. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm trying to think here. I would like um, Nan and Seth to roll me a quick history check. Okay. Oof. My gosh. Yeah, I'm six. terrible today. We got a six, and uh, what was that, Nan? Um, that is a seven. <laughs> um, both of you are dimly aware of the bullpen. Uh, it is, uh, it's a seedy place. Nothing illegal goes on there, but Seth, you know for a fact that they send a guard in every day just to check on it, just mm-hmm. to make sure. Mm-hmm. Because if at least something illegal was going to happen, it's going to happen at the bullpen. Um, and Nan, you s- stuck your head in once just to see what was going on, but it was grimy and dirty and you just didn't feel like being in there anymore. Just nope. Nope. Like, <laughs> Not worth the story if I didn't have one to pursue yet. Exactly. And honestly, it's like, it's, it's, I should rephrase this because you lived in the woods. Dirt doesn't bother you. No. Grime bothers <laughs> you. And this is grime. Right. This is a, this is a, a capital D dive bar. Great. Okay. We have one last individual to speak with, and then we can begin to formulate our theories. That's true. Uh... I'm going to return to that uh, conference room. Sure. All right. Um, we didn't ask anyone to send in the intern. We didn't. <laughs> I, I just waved down to Butler. I assume there's okay. a few Butlers around. Yeah. Just yell for a cup of coffee. See if someone comes running in. <laughs> oh, I know the flow of Butlers. <laughs> you, 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 uh, you're able to snag a Butler, and you, you pick the one uh, who looks the most concerned because they have the most to lose in this situation and you ask them to send in Dobrian. Oh uh, yeah, something goes bo- wrong. Just like fire a butler or two and it's exactly. all cleared up. Exactly. Knock some butlers together and see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, probably especially with the Sentinel mm. walking about. Mm-hmm. Alright. After a slightly longer period of time, a, a young man uh, comes running in. He is... Uh, probably he's late teens, maybe early twenties. He's like, uh, yeah, hi. What? Uh, how can I help you? Hi. Uh, remind us your name. Oh, uh, Dobrian. D O B R Y A N. Dobrian. Oh, I thank you for spelling it. So helpful. I try to be. <laughs> the reporter in me is pleased. Um, <laughs> great. I'm gonna do my routine if it's okay with my companions. And uh, mm-hmm. ask him the basics. Where okay. were you? How long have you been here? Uh, any enemies? Um, well, I've been here for about three months or so. Um, I was not here super late that night. I was out by 10 because uh, I got a long walk home. I'm back up at the university there. And uh, I um, uh, don't... I mean, I've heard... Things about people not liking Miss Anya, but I haven't met any of those people myself. Um, I know that they've kind of started to get together. I guess there's a little club or something I've heard rumors of where they're getting together and talking shit about her. But I thought it was just like nobles being nobles kind of a thing. 
Any chance you'd know a little bit more about that club, where they might meet, what they call themselves? Um, let's see here. Maybe. Let's find out. <laughs> Great. Apparently, I'm very well informed for being an intern. Uh, yeah, I uh, I have heard that they are uh, calling themselves. Where did I fucking know? The uh, here it is. Uh, the Collective for Copper's Bend Preservation. Oh um, goodness. Yeah, yeah, real uh, uh, real doomsdayers about uh, Miss Anya. Apparently, and he just kind of you know grits his teeth a little bit it's like apparently a young woman in charge is not something some of the old people in this area are super fond of they think she's going to be in charge for too long and uh they don't like that they want one of their own in charge instead well people are farts i'm gonna kind of intimidatingly put my helmet back on Mm -hmm. and step up to him what do you study at the university um linguistics how many years have you studied? Like a year? How do you pay for um, such expensive studies? I, I I mean I do, you know, I mean this mostly they pay me pretty well. Um I had some family funds I was living off of for a while but those kind of dried up. No sponsors. I mean, I was kind of I mean I do this. I'm here for like 3 or 4 hours a day and then I, you know, go to university for like three or four hours a day and then I go back to the dorm. Where is your family from? Um, uh, one of the uh, one of the neighboring districts. Uh, I hail from uh, the Tycon Quarter. Um, what I know notably like I'm sure all of the ho- houses of the district have some influence but any notable houses that would have a notable amount of influence on the university and could maybe threaten him in some way um academically roll me a history check my gosh i got a four <laughs> we are doing so great at this dice thing today God, super great at D D yeah. today um it's fine it's fine until you guys start getting murdered um <laughs> all's fine until people start getting murdered that's fair all is fine until people start getting murdered um but yeah, that is a. Um, you're not able to think of anyone specifically that has any uh, dominion over the university. That is a. Um, you're not super familiar with that patrol route. On top of everything else, that is, uh, other people that kind of help you out with that. Young man, but stuck to a desk often. Yes, linguistics. Uh, ideally, yes. And I'm going to do the same thing I've been doing with everybody and take a look at his physical capabilities. I imagine being younger, he probably could have moved a ladder and done all that. It's not impossible. Uh, Pick locking requires some amount of strength in the tips of your fingers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to... Pick locking. Reach out (laughs) and... Like, essentially, I'm going to um, pull up... While he is supposed to push down, just mm-hmm. pointer finger to pointer finger. Okay. To um, gauge the strength of... of roll me investigation. Uh, ten. Okay. Um, when it comes to the lockpicking, he is certainly the most likely of anybody that you've interviewed today. Um, mm-hmm. He's got, um, you know, he, he's got them delicate scholar's hands going for him. 
that being said, probably not terribly likely. He doesn't have any calluses. Uh, doesn't look like he's done, uh, you know, if he was a part of a, you know, if, if he did this, it was a, as a part of a team. Mm-hmm. What access do you have as far as keys? Um, I've got, I mean, this key gets me in the front door. <laughs> and this key gets me into my office and just kind of waves these two keys. <laughs> now, Dobrian, the Collective for Copper's Bend Preservation. Mm-hmm. Are you aware where we might find them? Um, They kind of meet all over. Like, I, I only know about them uh, because one time I heard them talking at the university. They didn't realize that one of the uh, family employees also worked there. Mm-hmm. So, or went to school there and I was having lunch and they were having a bitch fest. Ah, okay. Great. Uh, do you happen yeah. to know a gentleman? Um, balding, mostly, grayish hair, tallish. Um, she sort of like inclines her eyes at Nan for more mm-hmm. details. Uh, no, I don't. Um, Could I have possibly been amongst the collective? Um, no, I'm really, I can't think of anything that like that. Where, where, where was this person seen? The bullpen? Yeah. I mean, I guess they could be meeting there. I could see that. Um, working there, I mean, I don't go there. That's not my kind of, that's not my kind of scene. But, uh, I know someone that does kind of run in those circles. Um, her name is Libris. She's, uh, an, 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 an information booker. Broker, rather, not booker. Uh, an information broker. She uh, lets people know, you know, where stuff is and how to connect with other people. She's she's pretty smart. If anybody's going to know anything about that, it's going to be her. Hmm. Thank you for your help. You've really been quite informational. I, I hope that the rest of your internship goes well. It seems like you're very dedicated to your position here. Thank you. I appreciate that. I yeah, I'm 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 working really hard. I just, you know, I just want to see Miss Anya doing okay. It's yeah. right now. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, I'm probably gonna oh, toss my one of those in too. Six. Six. That's a one. Worth a one. Four. Four. Wow. Yeah. Seems <laughs> you, this guy got an over think- on us. You all think he's got a crush on her. Aww, Aww. so cute. That's not my business. <laughs> That's what makes it interesting. I think everyone has a crush on her. Okay. Um, I'll look. I'll look at everyone again to uh, ensure that we're done with our line of questions. Nod. Nod. Yep. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right. You may take your leave. Uh. Thank you very much. Okay, so I'll excitedly kind of turn to uh, everyone else in the room. All right, that gives us a couple of leads. We could go down to the bullpen ourselves and ask around about the collective for Copper's Bend Preservation. It's possible that we would find a group of people meeting there who might be able to lead us to our culprit as far as the description we are aware of. But we may ought to ask Anya herself if she recognizes the description before we do so. How do you feel about that? 
I think that sounds like mm-hmm. a good idea. My inclination is to pursue this Libris as much as possible. She may, uh, she, he? She. She, she may be aware of, uh, or she may be at the bullpen herself if she runs in those circles. We had a question to ask of the local guard as well. I think perhaps a course of action would be to go to the local guardhouse, inquire about Libris to see perhaps if she's in their books in any way, get some leverage on her. Then from there, follow up on wherever they believe she is. Hopefully, that would be the bull pit. And if not, she can tell us if the bull pit will contain anything useful for us. Is this agreeable? Uh, I think Nan is kind of, uh, you can tell the wheels are just like spinning in her head. And she, she uh, tucks her journal into her pocket and says... I mean no offense with this, but I would prefer not to be seen with you, Seth, in arriving at the bullpen. I agree. I also agree. I would like to head there first Mm -hmm. uh, and perhaps meet up with you once you've acquired the information you desire. And I can do some investigating, snooping, if you will, of my own uh, before you arrive. Look out for me. I will approach the exterior of the bullpen. Mm Mm-hmm. And I will inform you of what I have gathered, so that you may be equipped to do your task once I arrive. But yes, this is a good plan. Okay. Do any of you know where Lady Anya ended up? I believe she would be in her office still. I left her with the janitor. Let's stop by before we go. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Um, So you do so, and she is right where you thought she would be. It's getting to be about noon now. Um, so she's got a lunch, uh, there waiting for her. So she's eating that when you guys show up and she's like, all right, do you have any more bad news for me today? Uh, bad news? No. Okay. Potential leads? Yes. I like that. And I don't know whether those are good or bad, but hopefully good will come of them. Uh, Mm. that said, Uh, I believe you had a difficult conversation and I don't mean to pry, but were you given a description of the man that uh, Sobrev saw? I I was. I don't know him personally. Uh, I could probably walk out into the street and over the next couple hours point to ten people that match that description. Understood. If it's not anyone from a family you would know off the top of your head, then... I believe we'll pursue our next lead. Are you aware of the Collective for Copper's Bend Preservation? She rolls her eyes. I am aware of these assholes, yes. (laughs) Yes, it sounds like it. Um, It's very possible that the part of their organization may have lashed out in a more dramatic way than they have before. Um, I hope to return to you with news later this, uh, this afternoon. I look forward to it. Would this be in their character? Are they all talk, or do they interfere? So far, it's been all talk, but talk bubbles over sooner or later sometimes. So it is not not impossible that this is them, that this is their work. We see the landscape. 
We have not completed the task, but we are aware of the players more or less now. Excellent. Progress is being made, rest assured. Very well. Let me know if there's anything you need of me. All right. Uh, With that, I will uh, take my leave from the group and head towards the bullpen. Okay. I will be at the guardhouse. Okay. Um, I think the two of you should stay together, yes? That's what I was thinking as well. Yes, if uh, if you'd prefer not to show up with a sentinel, uh, which I believe is wise if we want to get the information we desire, then uh, let's go. Take care of yourselves. I'll lead the way since I've been there before. Um, Fair enough. Uh, on the way out, uh, just on the way, I'm going to uh, stop and collect my parasol and rapier from the butler. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a matched set. They're both uh, black. The, par- the rapier has a black bell guard engraved with spider webs and like dark magenta hearts. And dangling from the pommel is a small like charm or a keychain that looks sort of like what if Sanrio had a character that was a spider. <laughs> are, are they anatomically accurate hearts? No, no, they're they're goofy <laughs> cartoon hearts. Gross. I mean, you're from what, House Calamity or something. I get the impression that they might. <laughs> yeah, if anybody been, would, that's right. fair. All right. Um, so the three of you part ways as you plan to do. Um, we'll bounce around a bit. Actually, let's go ahead. Let's start off with um, Seth first, and then we'll get to the bullpen. So, Seth, you make your way back to the guardhouse. Like I said, it takes about an hour to get there. Um, and- uh, is there any like local guard? Um, one, I, yeah, I'm not concerned about going back to my gar- uh, barracks. Gotcha. Uh, I was thinking more a local one. Okay, yeah, you people can find know the people. Yeah, you can find a local one, and uh, with uh, some of the local, like they're not sentinels, but they're you know the local rank and file yeah, guards. Yeah. Uh, for why don't you go ahead and roll me a investigation check as well as a persuasion check. This new die is working way better. There you go. <laughs> Investigation is a total of 20. And Excellent. then what was the second one? Um, a uh, persuasion. Uh, that one was not good. That was a total of seven. Okay. Um, combined, that is enough of what I'm looking for. You were just asking to see if there's anybody that normally like is on that route around that time of night. Mm-hmm. You're not able to find, like, most of the food stalls and whatnot are closed up by then. Um, uh, or uh, opposing street shop. Sure. You know what? Uh, it As it turns out, uh, somebody actually did end up seeing something. Um, it didn't come up because there wasn't a lot of external questioning going on before y'all came on. But at around one o'clock in the morning, one of the uh, neighboring uh, street stalls did see somebody uh, try to get into a window and probably succeed. Uh, but mm-hmm. they were going to bed, so they didn't think a whole lot of it. Not their house, not their problem. With with ladder or without? Uh, with ladder. Okay, wonderful. Um, so I would be talking to basically whoever is involved in confidential informants. Okay. Are you aware of this individual, Libris? <sighs> Libris. Yeah, I know about Libris. She's uh, <sighs> she she she's an information broker. 
technically she's above board. She connects people with other people. And sometimes those people end up doing crime, but she always plays herself clean. Is there any leverage I could borrow to proceed my investigation with her? I mean, you just get... I hate to say it, man. You just got to work with her. Like, she's she's stone cold, but she knows how we play, and she plays our game very well. All right. Appreciate it. Of course. Are you aware of, in any capacity, the... um? the pattern of meetings of the collective for copper bend preservation the what not important other than that i i believe that is all the questions i would have mm. the uh what what was it called the pit the 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 bullpen the bullpen i'm aware that for preventative measures you send a guard around Every once in a while. Daily. We try. We don't go too far in, though. We, It's all legal, but the activities inside are distasteful. So, uh, just your gut. Don't, don't concern yourself too much. Would you say that the criminal activities are done by individuals who are patrons? Or is it more organized? The, the business itself is... People go there to it. get set up for with people to do such crimes. If any are officially done, like I said, it's all above board, at least while they're in the place. And the bullpit does not cooperate with us? I mean, they have nothing... I mean, they, they can tell us if they've seen people, but if no crime is happening there. Nothing to say. Yes. Thank you very much. I will be on my way. Are you aware of where Libris is currently? I mean, it's like two o'clock. She'll be having an afternoon drink at the pen. Thank you very much. And I will head on my way. I will um, be taking a regular guard stroll. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of doing a beat um, for a little while. I would take my time to make my way to the pit. Excellent. Or pen. All right. Um, so that'll take us to Nan and Helena. The two of you arrive at the bullpen. The sign is old and weathered. Uh, you see what looks like two bull horns kind of like poking out of the logo. Uh, and you open the door. <laughs> And you walk into a, you know, like I said, a very grimy, grimy bar. Um, It looks like it was either built last week or 500 years ago. It's really hard to tell. Um, (laughs) The front of the bar looks like any other. However, towards the back, there's a wide open door that descends into a staircase. Up here, things are fairly empty, but you can hear a commotion going down the stairs. Uh, I will kind of lean over to Helena you know I'm not really thrilled about this but uh it's amazing what I'll do in pursuit of a good story I don't know I think this place looks like a lot of fun (laughs) 
fun is certainly a way to put it. And with that, I head down the stairs. Okay. Uh, um, is there a, a bartender on this floor? There is. Um, hold on just a moment. Oh, pause. Uh, I'm going to, I think, just sort of check in with the bartender. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to order drinks. Okay. Um, what do you order? She's going to order drinks for both of them. And I think they will be two glasses of limoncello. Excellent. A specialty. Yes. Um, she reaches below the bar and uh, certainly isn't dusting off the jar of limoncello, mm. um, but pours it, you know, a glass for each of you and passes it off. All right, that'll be five gold. I pay up and pass one to Nan. Mm. <sighs> Thank you. I'm, I'm afraid I don't have the money to pay you back. Oh, that's fine. There's well, no point then... in being rich if you make other people pay for things. <laughs> thank you and uh she'll she'll take a sip okay um i lean towards the bartender is it always this noisy downstairs at this time of day um i mean it's a uh, yeah yeah it it's not great but uh you know it's uh it's what we do gets louder in the evenings but uh usually dies off around one o'clock in the morning or so then it's quiet again until lunch hmm the midday, anything, the midday anything, business crowd. <laughs> you go. Anything interesting going on today? Just the fights. Mm. Oh, oh, I see. That makes sense. They're trying to find someone to go up against Leroy, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Leroy, the reigning champion? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> I'll drink to that. I have no clue who Leroy is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know if Liebers is in? And her eyes go wide. Why are you asking? Because I've got business. She knocks her head towards uh, towards the stairs. She's down there. Can't miss her. Hmm. Thank you, Dan. I leave an extra gold on the counter. Mm-hmm. And she goes back to cleaning up. And uh, the two of you head downstairs? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, at the end of a longer than anticipated staircase, uh, the true bar opens up. A large fighting pit sits in the middle of the room, built two stories below the rest of the floor. Uh, the room is bustling, and it but it takes no f- effort to find the woman in charge. She lounges in the corner of the room, scruffy looking, in clothes that were probably much nicer when they were the first owners and not the third. She smiles, seeing the two of you definitely standing out from the normal rabble, and beckons you over. All right, I will uh, go and take a seat with her. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen you two in here before. Although, and she looks at you, Helena, you are familiar. Why do I know you? Um, Helena Ketrakath is 4th Duchess of Calamity from Carnelian Hall. There it is. Carne- there it is. I saw you at a dinner there a few months ago. What are you doing here? Oh, well, I'm in town hunting books. Mm. Same thing I'm always doing when I'm up here most of the time. Perhaps you should stop by sometime. Well, are you just looking for books then? Like, I know several dealers in the area. Well, I'm looking specifically at the moment for uh, histories of Ketrakor. Okay. Yes, those old fairy tales. I can see what... I could put my ear to the ground for you, and we'll see who comes up with what. Well, that would be lovely. 
And what about you, little one? What are you looking for? I'm looking for a story to tell. Uh, you've come to the right place for one. I'd love to have you uh, have a story of somebody fighting my champion. And as she says that, she kind of taps her foot on the floor. But people just seem too scared of my good boy. Yes, uh, Leroy. Mm, my pride and joy. Still reigning, I take it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Undefeated for the past six months. Quite a run for him. I believe so. I, uh, I stopped by, uh, just a week or so ago. I'm relatively new to the area. Mm-hmm. Um, only poked my head in briefly, but, uh, heard his name tossed around. It seems he's, uh, quite the fighter. Oh, he's that. He is that. He is that. And... Just looking for a story, then? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Uh, Nan. Nan. My name is Nan. And as, uh, as she's kind of talking about Leroy, she's looking around the room for either someone who stands out as Leroy, and I think she's trying to play it off like that, but she's also looking for any other figures who might suit the description uh, we're looking for. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll an investigation check. At disadvantage, because you're trying to play it cool. Okay. Oh, that was totally on my keyboard and not working. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that is a 10. Okay. Um, you're seeing some burly dudes, but I mean, you can't, I mean, any of them could be Leroy. Okay. Guys uh, with swords or guys with swords. Anyone suiting the description of the man that we're looking for? No, not like okay. that. No. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of say at this point, which one is he? Oh, you've never seen him before, have you? No, I've only he's, heard his name. He's not up here. He he he's below decks. He's resting right now. Like I said, I'm hoping we'll get a uh, get a contender to to take him on today. How interesting. Where do you pull most of your contenders from? Usually, they're volunteers. Every so often, we get somebody who uh, gets in a little over their head with their debts and. Uh, gambling on oneself is, uh, well, it's a way to make a living. You hopefully not for long. Hopefully you get yourself out of that mess sooner rather than later, but it's a way to do it. I'll start scribbling some notes down in my journal mm-hmm. and, um, kind of frown, uh, information about this place. Uh, how, uh, Accessible is it to the public? You walked right on in, didn't you? I did. Uh, so she'll she'll make a few notes. Well, I'd love to do a more in-depth story, but I'd certainly love to meet Leroy. <laughs> Here's hoping you get the opportunity, unless you would like to try fighting him. I bet you can hold your own in a scrap. And she leans forward. I can give you a lot of information. You know, I know almost everything that happens here in Copper's Bend. I'd be happy to supply you with uh, pretty much anything you might want to know if you take on my champion. Something the Amaranth and Accord might be interested in? Oh, yes. Are you serious? Her? I didn't say it would be a long fight, but... (laughs) But you can certainly give it a go. I can almost promise you won't die. 
do you need me to win in order to get the information? Or do you just need a show? I need a show. I would like someone to defeat Leroy. Don't get me wrong. I like him having that six-month track record. It's it's good for business. But as you can see, and she kind of gestures to the empty fighting pit, no takers right now. That's about to change. All right, then. Oh, dear. I think uh, Nan is just kind of like grinning a little bit wickedly at this point. Uh-huh. Um, She's a little bit headstrong, and this sounds very weirdly appealing, even though I don't (laughs) believe she's much of a fighter. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, anything in pursuit of a good story. Right. Um, We'll go ahead and say at this point, uh, Seth walks in. So yeah, I'm going to walk in, but I'm not going to acknowledge them as being my companions in any way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drive by by something at the bar mm-hmm. just like anything sure probably like something prepackaged like a bottle mm-hmm. and then walk down with it and just set it down next to the first person i see because mm-hmm. it's just basically i'm a patron now yep and uh- then i set down that drink next to the first person i see and then just walk over um to Libris. okay sentinel hello what can I do for you? I am interested in asking you a few questions. Very well. Um, what would those be? I have a few individuals that I am tracking, uh, but the details are not as important as how how can I get them? Well, I've got somebody that's going to take on... Uh, my champion Leroy here in a moment. Uh, you're welcome to stay for the show. If Leroy is still standing after the fact, I suppose you'd be more than welcome to uh, to take a crack at him as well. Give the people a show. I don't really have much of a in the way of entertainment here outside of the pit. Kind of went all in on it, so we'll see. Is that what you want from me? You ask for information, like I. I, you're a sentinel, right? I know you don't have much along the lines of gold, and I know you don't do much along the lines of favors either. So, yeah, a show. A show would be pretty great, honestly. I'll take the winner. Fair enough. All right. Can I look over the rules? <laughs> uh, don't kill each other, pretty much. Are there other And I, like, rules? look her dead in the eye. <laughs> Are you sure? I put a lot of money into Leroy. He eats a lot. I'd rather you not kill him. (laughs) All that wasted food money. Those are the only rules. Don't kill him, yeah. What else do you want? Weapons are allowed. Oh, yes, please. You'll need them. Great. Hey, Chase. Thank you. Yep. Is there... Does it seem like there's any magical expertise around this place? Like, does it seem like anything might be, like, are there any practitioners? Is anything, like, warded? Um, roll me a perception check. That's a five. Um, even with a five, you are able to see that there is a cleric hanging out in the corner. Mm. So there is somebody that's able to at least nominally patch somebody up. Mm. At the very least, a spare the dying, should it come to it. 
Well, that's comforting at least. So yeah, I'm going to sit down, take a seat in an optimal place to observe Mm -hmm. the upcoming fight Mm -hmm. and begin to look over uh, my book of edicts and pray. People give you a couple of weird looks because you're a guy that just broke out a Bible in a bar. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that's a little weird even here. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm sure. And especially because I'm assuming you came in like full armor. You've still got all your stuff. Maybe like, do you have your helmet on? Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I only take my helmet off for like people I'm trying to be personable with. Right. Otherwise, I keep that presence. So that helmet, you've got that helmet on and you are like, you are a cop that has just walked into a biker bar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though nobody is doing anything illegal, eh, still not the best look. Yeah. Which I'm I'm fine with. In fact, I my position in the order, I'm almost hoping someone like finds a reason to pick a fight with me mm-hmm. so that I can catch someone breaking a law. Like I, yeah, Stunning I'm just like sitting there so that I'm observing as much of the area as possible and just Okay. Right there. And uh Helena, what are you doing right now? Uh I think actually since um since they're talking about getting the action started i'm gonna mingle i'm gonna okay. sort of work the crowd and mm-hmm. maybe casually try and gather opinions about anya okay uh roll me a uh roll me an investigation check actually well no you're using charisma roll me persuasion okay oh look 22 Hey, a um, roll that worked. Shocking. Just shocking. I think that's like the third one. <laughs> yeah. uh, you are able to, with a 22, uh, the people, at least in the criminal underworld, generally in favor of her. Uh, well, her father, at least. Arcano was uh, very good about kind of being hands off with the morally and legally gray areas of uh, society. Um, So he wasn't, uh, he didn't get in their way and they didn't get in his way. And at the end of the day, that was a pretty good arrangement for everybody. And they think that she's inherited that trait. They believe so. Do they, does anyone seem to have wind of someone trying to screw with the family? Not down here. Not down here. With a 22, you're able to find out that there are some, uh, you know, some of the um, the nobility of the area, for lack of a better term, hmm. um, are not as thrilled with her for the reasons that you've already heard. Um, she's too young. She's a woman. She's not her father. Maybe they would like to be in power. A billion and one reasons that could be... Uh, could be the culprit here. Mm. Can I determine anything about the current champion based on scars or wounds of other fighters? Roll me a perception check at disadvantage. Wow. I rolled a six and then I rolled a four. Um, And I get a for perception, you said? Yep. So I get a zero. So yeah, a four. (laughs) Um, you puncture wounds about all you can tell. Okay. And Nan. Yes. 
Nan, you are taken um, through a door you didn't even notice. It's like kind of a secret door almost back into kind of the gully works of the bar. And it's really impressive actually back here because it's like being backstage. There's a lot of scaffolding, people running around, you know, taking drinks up to the bars uh, so that there's not people, you know, unnecessary people running around on the floor. Um, And then you are taken to a small gated room. And down here, you can very clearly hear the bar above, but you can also feel the earth kind of shaking beneath your feet. Fun. And, um, all right. Any other questions for me? Anything else I need to know? Be careful. He's, uh, he's a gentle soul at his heart, I promise. And she takes her leave. Okay. And you are left standing at the bottom of this two-story pit. And the gate to leave is about as tall. Like, it is a two-story tall gate about, like, 15, 20 feet wide. It's huge. Okay. Um, And the gate opens up, and you see uh, the battlefield. And you walk on out, and the battlefield is dotted with, like, pillars and rocks and, like, debris, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then the other gate opens. And out of the shadows steps an elephant. (laughs) Leroy the bull, because a bull is what you call a male elephant, steps out. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, I'm going to have you to roll initiative. We should have done more research. (laughs) All right. Uh, That is a uh, 20. Not natural. Excellent. And I have rolled. Let's take a look here. Not 20. All right. You have have the first go. Uh, For reference, the uh, fighting pit is about 70 feet long. You are each about 10 feet in, so you've got about uh, 50 feet of coverage in between you and Leroy. What do you do? Uh, great. Uh, I am going to go ahead and... Um, all right. I am going to run in and dash as my bonus action and mm-hmm. go ahead and... Uh, take a stab at one of his four legs with uh, my rapier. Okay, excellent. Do that. Oof, that is not going to hit, I don't imagine. It's a an eight. No, that is insufficient. Yeah. Great. All right. Um, however, it is pretty obvious for you to tell uh, that with... Um, with you getting like right up on him, he is not the healthiest looking elephant you've ever seen in your life. I'm not sure how many of those you have seen in your life, but he doesn't look great. Probably not a ton if we don't have a ton in the forest. Not, not yeah, not an overabundance at any rate. Um, okay, and that will take us to his turn. Uh, you are right around his feet, so he is going to try and stomp on you. Great. And he rolls a natural one, uh, so he totally whiffs that. Uh, so go ahead and you may attack. Okay. So uh, I am going to 
try and insight check mm-hmm. Leroy. Okay. For my insightful fighting ability as an uh, inquisitive, as inquisitive rogue. Yes, absolutely yes. do that. So uh, it will be contested by Leroy's deception. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is a... Oops, I totally lost my character sheet. Um, that is a 10. Great. I have rolled a 13. Okay, that will uh, <laughs> Whoops. work for now. Um, you were deceived by the elephant. I mean, look, it's really hard to get a beat on him. Like, he's got an eye on each side of his head, and you can't really look him in the mm. eyes that right, way. It's right, tough. Yeah. <laughs> so um, instead, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, oof, I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and, and take a, a stab at one of his legs again. Okay, go for it. Okay. Uh, oof. Okay, that is a uh, 24. That oof. will definitely hit. Great. Um, that's 10 damage. Excellent. Uh, non-lethal. Okay. I mean, it's his leg and it's the beginning of a fight, but I would like to clarify up front that everything I do will be a non-lethal. Of course. Hey, Chase? Yeah. I'm guessing this place is mostly lit with torches, right? Absolutely. Are there sort of torches sort of lining the, the pit area? There are, yes. Okay. Um, And I presume Leroy is near one of the torches? I mean... Relatively? Yeah. Um, I mean, not that I'm in the initiative, so I'm not sure if I have a way to squeeze into the turn order, but uh, I might try and make a bit of a distraction okay um okay yeah um is just sort of watching the fight she's by the rail looking maybe a little more nervous than she should sure and she just sort of is casually tapping on it and one of the torches just flares up way more than it should okay uh sort of off the elephant's flank that's a control flames mm-hmm. okay uh i want you to roll me a stealth check all right. Because you are trying to do this subtly. 15. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, everybody is too involved with the fight. Um, sounds good. So if you do that uh, insight check again, uh, Nan, uh, he will have that at disadvantage. Okay, great. Okay. Um, but he is going to try and step on you again. I guess it's my turn for my dice chi to be terrible. <laughs> well, actually, that is... Not terrible because uh, uh, fifteen. Yeah, fifteen will hit. Okay, uh, that elephants is... are strong. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah. Let's take a look here, and I do not have the appropriate dice out. Okay, uh, that is going to be uh, fifteen damage. Great. Okay. And that is going to take us back to your turn. Okay. Um, I am going to try and climb the elephant. I approve of this. Climb that elephant. Thanks. Um, okay. I'm going to use my move to try and get behind him and um, bonus action to disengage if I need to in order to do that properly. Okay. Um, and that is going to be... Ooh, how far is he from the wall? Um... He's about seven feet away. So can I parkour this? 
Roll me athletics. I was going to try for acrobatics, actually. That works. Great. Uh, That is going to be a 17. Okay, you are on an elephant. Great. Okay. Uh, Yep, uh, that should be my turn. Okay. And um, he is going to attempt to shake you off. Okay. Um, Roll me... What did you roll for your acrobatics? Uh, I rolled a 13. Okay. Uh, He does not meet that. So uh, he is unable Um, to shake you off. Yes. Can I incite the crowd or or what's her name um Libris? Libris. how shocked are they about this has this happened before um you don't need to roll an insight check they are enthralled they're going f- abraca fucking nuts about this <laughs> okay so people don't normally jump on top of the elephant no this is uh this is what we would call an extraordinary tactic um, awesome and they're and they're here for it cool that will take us back to the top of the round with Nan. Go ahead and do whatever it is you're going to do on the back of this elephant. I am going to incite him again. Okay, excellent. Deception. Okay. Oh no, that's worse than last time. That's a four. Oh, I rolled an eight. I still yeah, win. That, that'll still be better. Is that with that advantage? Would... I didn't mind at disadvantage. Oh, okay. That's how we did that. Yep. Yeah, mine was rough. Oof. Um. I am so sorry about that. So instead, <laughs> since that is clearly not working for me, mm-hmm. uh, I am going to I'm going to try and stab his shoulder to incapacitate him non-lethally with my rapier. <laughs> okay. Um I will give you advantage on this because if if stabbing something very large from its back isn't flanking, I don't know what is. <laughs> okay. Um, go ahead and... Oh my goodness! I need to just get a whole new set of dice. Banish those dice to the Shadow Realm. I just, I just <laughs> rolled two of them, and I rolled a two and a three, which <sighs> only puts me at eight total. All right. Yep. Okay, I'm just holding on for dear life. All right. Uh, I have another question. Yes. It, when the elephant's trying to throw Nan, is that technically an attack or a skill check? I'm doing a skill check. I am. I am rolling a. Um, I am rolling a dexterity check to like try and move Nan off. Uh, in that case, again, if I can sneak in, mm-hmm. I might hex him. Okay. Um, does Hex have any visual effects? Um, I don't believe so. Uh, or verbal components. Yeah. It does have a verbal component. That's true. Okay. Uh, I will make you roll a stealth check for it after you roll the actual Hex. Is it roll? I think it's a... I don't think there's a roll for it. Is there? Okay. Mm-mm. It's instantaneous. I don't know. I, I, I never used Hex with my Warlock, so I'm not super familiar with it. Yeah, because specifically it adds extra damage when you hit, and it gives a disadvantage on ability checks with a specific ability. But oh, okay. It's gotcha. not targeted uh, that way. Or okay, it's not you aimed. deal an extra 1d6 when you attack it. Choose an ability. Almost magic material. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's that just works. Neat. Uh, yeah, go ahead and you you can do that, but it, you are going to have to roll stealth if you don't want to be seen doing it. 
That is a an eleven on stealth. Okay. And Libris smack as you go to cast it. Libris smacks your hand. I catch you doing that again. Catch you doing that again. This whole bar's going off your ass. You specifically said that there weren't any rules aside from try not to kill each other. For them. For them. You should have been more specific. (laughs) Drow. (sighs) And she's... Libris is now watching you intently. I finished my drink. (laughs) All right, Nan. Uh, Actually, no, that takes us back to... Leroy. Back to Leroy. And that did not work. So he is going to be taking a different tactic next time. So that is going to take us back to Nan. Okay. I'm going to try an insight again because here goes nothing. Uh, That is going to be a 13. There we go. That's better. Better Better-ish. Yep. That'll do. That'll do. Got a 12. Freaking Luya. Okay, great. (laughs) I am going to then again try and disable his uh, shoulder. Um, And that is going... Oh gosh, I'm going to use this dice again. Um, Okay, that is going to be a 16 to hit. That's enough. Hallelujah. All right, roll all those dice. Don't roll all ones. Okay, (laughs) Um, that is going to be a... 12 damage. All right. Um, He's looking pretty rough. Uh, You have him well below bloodied. Um, That's fair. I'm well below bloodied. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then again, I'm going to, I'm going to cling on. And I think um, I'm going to keep my blade in at this point. Okay. And uh, hold on to it as well in the hopes that that will kind of disable his movement and still be clinging on with uh, everything okay. else I have. Sounds good. I'm going to have you roll um, another acrobatics check. You can roll at advantage because you do have the rapier to anchor yourself with. Uh, that's a natural 20. Hey, sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, what Leroy is going to try to do is charge at a wall and kind of put his shoulder in it to try and knock you off. So that he is going to make a strength check. Um, okay. But it is going to be a disadvantage, which means I'm going to have to roll two natural 20s in order to make this work. Great. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, so he actually ends up dealing a little bit of damage to himself because he just ran headlong into a wall. Um he is looking pretty bad at this point. Um, another one more attack like the one you just did should have him in. And that is going to take us back to you. Okay, I am going to uh, go ahead and pull my rapier out and try and attack the other shoulder. Go for um, it. That's a that natural twenty. <laughs> Where were these rolls this entire game? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I feel no. like when you're fighting the elephant is the time when you want them to come out. I know that's that is true. This is a really great moment for this to happen. So, right. um, especially since I'm like well below half my hit points, um, I am making clear that this is non-lethal. I'm just Absolutely. debilitating the elephant and hoping that he will heal well. Absolutely. So, what okay. you do 
is you stab your rapier into the elephant. You pull it out, grab it midair, and you stab it back down again. And Leroy bellows. And it's awful. And you hear for the first time, really, you are able to absorb the noise of the crowd. And you have attracted quite a crowd. Nobody was expecting the tiny elf girl to put down Leroy the bull. But he comes crashing down onto his four legs. um, And you kind of tumble off. Can I just say that that was uh, 23 damage, just so that we have that clear. (laughs) That's fair. Um, That's fair. And also, I would prefer to stand on top of the elephant and just lift my hands to the crowd. Excellent. You you do so, and they applaud you. Um, they throw coin and bits of silver. They throw... Um, you are able to very quickly collect, like, 100 gold. Wow, that's so much more than I've had the entire time I've lived in the city. Yeah. Apparently, you should be a pit fighter. Who knew? Apparently, I should be a pit fighter. I, I, yeah, I collect that gold, and then I pet Leroy's head and uh, jump down. I'm sorry, friend. I had to win, and then I uh, slide down his side and uh, exit the arena. Mm-hmm. I'll ask Libris if the winners get free healing. Oh, yes, of course, of course, of course. And we'll get someone down for Leroy as well. Hey, Mick, get on there. (laughs) And that cleric that you saw earlier, Helena, like leaps into the pit, like just jumps in. Looks like he's done this a couple of times before. Um, And then, Dan, you come on back up. Well, well, well. Okay, I'm I'm hurting pretty bad. My, my, uh kind of stretching my back a little bit but she snaps her fingers and uh, uh somebody comes out and uh does a lay on hands uh, how how far down are you uh 15 okay uh they bring you uh back up uh back up to uh 15 again yeah they bring up you back up that 15 back right okay i also hand cool. in another drink the second i see her you just <laughs> beat up an elephant i knock that one back pretty fast that was ridiculous uh, thank you. I'm going to stand up mm-hmm. and head over towards the backstage door. Okay. As agreed. All right, you go to the stage door. I, I, I say to Libris, as agreed, I will face the winner. There, if, if she wants to fight, sure. I'm not <laughs> her mom. I can't make her do anything. Hey, this guy wants to fight you. What do you say? Hmm. I was promised information, and that is why I fought to bring a show. Um, perhaps if I find myself in need of more information, I would love to fight, but for now... Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You're out, Sentinel. Sorry for you. It appears I will have to find my information elsewhere. Mm. And I will proceed out of the bar. Very good. Right, then. So what is so worrisome that you went and fought my boy for? I'm interested in an exclusive story featuring the uh, Ravren family. Okay. I'm most particularly interested in a cloak that recently went missing. Why don't you step into my office there, Shook? Okay. 
and she opens the door and uh, you the two of you walk on in great I am feeling much better now that I've been healed up a little bit still a little sore still a little achy but mm-hmm. uh and uh, this woman pops up on her desk so what do you know I know that a window was left unlocked at the uh, Reverend home and mm-hmm. that someone appeared to break in a magic user and I, I give her the description that I'm aware of mm-hmm. uh, potentially with a ladder but we're not sure and uh, I'm not sure where you su- stand in your support of, of Anya or whether you're an unbiased party entirely but if I'm going to get this story I need her in power right never let it be said that I don't keep my end of the bargain I know exactly who has the cloak I know why. It was taken by a band of mercenaries. They were hired out by these, uh, some sort of collective that doesn't like her for some dumb reason. I don't know. I stay out of the political side of things. I traffic the money. Yes, yes. The collective of assholes. I've heard tell of them. Right. Well, this collective of assholes sent in somebody to ask for my assistance, uh, in setting them up with somebody that can, uh, might be able to do some anti-security work. And I guess they were able to get that taken care of pretty quickly. Um, The cloak, as far as I'm aware, is still being held at the mercenaries' base. Uh, There are the Shokas. The S-C-H-U-C-K-A-S. They've got it somewhere in their base. All right. Uh, I believe that's all the information that uh, I need at the time. Um... But if I can break this story, uh, I'm hoping it will land me a more secure job. And if you ever need any publicity, any uh, interesting stories, features, perhaps uh, for fighters you'd like to bring in or anything else, I'm always interested. Fair enough, though, frankly, I'm a little bit more interested in keeping certain stories out of the headlines. Understandable. But uh, you never know when you might be in need of one to uh, break the news to the public. Fair enough. Right then. If there's nothing else, I have an elephant to tend to. Sorry about that, but also not sorry. And thank you for the pleasure of a thrilling fight. Yes. Do you see? I told you this place would be interesting. (laughs) And she shakes her head and goes through a door in the back of her office. I do hope Leroy's okay. I want that to be very clear. But I had a lot of fun doing that. Fair. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll exit uh, and collect my companions. And I I believe I'll head up and out in order to find Seth. Yep. Yeah, maybe give it a block or two before we meet up. Yeah. I hope that you did better than I did. <laughs> All I can confirm is that a ladder was used. That is very helpful. She beat up an elephant, so I would say she did quite a bit better than you did. <laughs> <laughs> Have you even seen an elephant before? Me? Yeah. No. Hmm. Good job. Yeah. 
great. It was amazing. Quite a creature. I felt very bad about it, but also not. I said that already. Okay. Um, she is kind of like definitely jittery now. Like she was, I think, putting on a show for Libris of just like confidence, but she isn't a famous reporter yet. She's, this was just kind of thrilling and part of city life that she never ever dreamed she would experience and is just kind of like, oh man, it, the adrenaline is coursing through her. Um, Maybe we should get you something to eat. Eat eat is good. Eating is good. Um, water would be great too. I did have two drinks. Um, and I beat an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Let's find a place to eat. Uh, All right. Somewhere with a secluded table, I have information. Yes. Alright, um... The three of you are able to find a place to sit down and eat, and we'll go ahead and assume everybody knows all the information now. Everybody is caught up. Mm. Um, yes. I would like um, Seth to roll me a deset, not deception. What I'm talking about a uh, history check for the area. I was gonna say that's a that's a decision you just made for. Him. Um, total of seventeen. Okay, uh, with a seventeen, you have actually heard of the Shukas before. Uh, you are. Um, you haven't worked with them. They are a private military force in the area. Um, technically legal. Technically legal. Um, usually they do security. And without proof of them doing something wrong, you don't really have a leg to stand on. You have the word of another of some criminal, you know, or, or you have word of the criminal element, we'll go ahead and say. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the proof, but... Um, uh, you believe that the information is good. The cloak is being held somewhere in the Shuka base. Shuka, 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 I cannot get an official warrant, as I imagine that Libris will not go on record with her statement. Oh, yeah, I believe this is <laughs> not on record at all. Yes, so I cannot get a warrant. Oh, do you believe it would be best to proceed? And I'll take my helmet off so I can actually properly eat. What is what is the copper bend like local cuisine like? Um, it is a lot of um a lot of uh, chicken, potatoes kind of stuff. Um, very hearty mm-hmm. food. There's a lot of craftsmen that works here, so you gotta keep those calories up. Chicken and taters. Mm-hmm. Lots of taters. Lots of taters. Lots of taters. Well, you're also right on the edge of the city as well, so the farmland is pretty close by. Mm. So what am I more familiar with? What is generally up? Because I'm slightly closer to the more mm-hmm. high class, slightly. Uh, a lot of preserved foods um, is actually considered to be something that is high class because it does take more time to make. Um, so things that are canned and jarred are actually valued very highly towards the center of the city. Um, whereas out here, you're probably, you're dealing with a lot of farm to table kind of stuff. There is more steps of processing, um, as you get closer to the center of the city. Um, a lot of artisanal uh, pickles. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, lots of jams, um, Mm. uh, cheeses. Pretty much the the older it is, the more valued it is, and the closer it is to the heart of town. Um, so go ahead and um, you would also know that you... Well, hmm, I'm trying to think here. Uh, their base of operation is within the city? 
Yes, the base of operations is actually here in Copper's Bend. With what you know about them and the information that you have, um, you would be able to, if you did an assault on the base, um, as long as you found the cloak, you would be assumed you, you, you would not have any further trouble incurred on you. But without a, uh, a warrant, you will not be able to force them to leave. Knowing that it is there mm-hmm. is extremely helpful, but I I cannot investigate on the premises without warrant, and I will not. I am on I am on very thin ice as it is. Then what do you propose we do? I'm much calmer now that I've eaten some food. I would suggest a on-the-spot interrogation of one of their members who has left their premises. I am certain that they do not spend their entire time in their compound. Land being as expensive as it is in the city, I imagine that they don't live their entire lives indoors. So, yes, I need evidence sufficient to get a warrant or probable cause to personally investigate. That doesn't seem like it should be too difficult. Agreed. Hopefully not. Catch one of them out? Yes. Perhaps they'll wait till nightfall? and Yes, perhaps fo- follow one, identify where the actual habitation is, then catch them on their way to the compound in the morning. Somebody agrees. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, go ahead and... Well, it's a couple of hours until nightfall. Do does anybody want to do anything until then? No. Um I would imagine I have just cuz like my armor is quite imposing and shiny. Mm-hmm. Um I would have some kind of cloak to throw over myself. Sure. For stakeouts. Yep. So, I'm going to uh knowing the city a bit better, I would guide the others to near the mm-hmm. compound. Sure. And I'm going to scoot back into an alley and throw the cloak over myself. And I'm not going to be watching. I'm mm-hmm. just going to be nearby to provide protection to them. Okay. But, so I'm going to be out of sight completely. Mm-hmm. Um, like behind a trash can or something so that they can do the, the observing. Because um, I know that, that while being able to watch... I will be basically incapable of hiding. Okay. Um, before we fully separate, I'm going to sort of pull the group together uh, and put hands on both of them. Now, hold on for a second. This might be a little odd. And she's sort of like, her eyes space out just a little. We're moving. We're moving. All right, we're here. I cast Pass Without Trace on the okay. group. Um. Everything to you probably looks just like a tiny bit more washed out now, and you feel like maybe you see more bugs around you. We've moved just a tiny bit into the interstitial. Uh, we'll be a little harder to pin down should it come to it. All right. Sounds good. So yeah, I'm going to move to to like a back alley and just crouch entirely hidden. Fair enough. 
call out if you need any help. I'll be there in a moment. So what is the uh, surrounding of the complex like? Um, so the surrounding of the complex, um, largely residential. Uh, there is a, when you roll up, it's actually a little kind of a, a town square uh, that it's positioned in. There's a fountain in the middle. At one end, there's, you know, a, around all four sides of the square, um, there are shops and houses. Um, and at the far, like the north right corner, there is the uh, the Shuka compound, um, and it is you know it looks like a townhouse pretty much where they've uh, converted it into a um, for lack of a better term a retail space like you know there is a you know you can go on in and sit down and talk with uh, you know the the um, I was about to call them counselors but that's not the word I'm looking for <laughs> uh, somebody to help you Your set violence up. counselors yeah yeah it, it re- it's security counseling. It really is. You're sitting mm-hmm. down with a security counselor and they set you so up. So they're more like a modern, like private military than exactly. like a medieval-y like mer- merc group. It's like a yeah, black they're not. They're not bandits, typically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're not bandits. They're, they are professionals, but apparently they're taking CD work. Mm-hmm. Like a Blackwater. Yeah. Like a Blackwater. The, the shops, do they have any outdoor seating areas at any of them? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of like a little restaurants. Okay, I'll uh, go to one of the, the smaller restaurants and use some of the coin I earned today. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, get something like a small snack, a pastry or whatever. Pull out my journal and start mm-hmm. drafting some of the, the story threads that I've uh, mm-hmm. gathered today. And uh, just kind of subtly keep an eye on the square. I'm definitely positioned to be looking for towards the compound Mm -hmm. but trying to look like i am eating and uh journaling at the same time okay uh you uh have a seat and you are watching uh the compound you have a danish and a tea and you're having just a a lovely quiet evening um and uh what is um uh what will you be doing helena probably mostly the same thing but like two shops down and across the street okay keep in mind if you get out of range uh what is it a pass without trace does have a limitation on range like it's like 30 feet or something like that uh oh yes yeah so just close enough okay so maybe just the other side of the same place yeah you're standing there's a bookstore right next door perfect so you're just able to to dip in there and it's all you you've seen this before it's you know i mean carter you 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 sleep in the library at carnelian hall like it's you know books are books are a dime a dozen for you but it's still nice to kind of be a little bit more in your element Uh, Mm -hmm. and it becomes more your element as the sun does set about um 15 minutes after the sun truly starts setting and the city begins to find itself in darkness uh the three of you are all very clearly able to see one guy just stroll on out and he is wearing the um the shuka colors it's um green and a peach color hmm. um and he starts walking somewhere i follow at a casual distance okay yeah as soon as i see helena uh mm-hmm. begin to move i do the same okay um stealth checks we are at plus 10 for these. 
Yes. Wow. Yeah. Pass without trades real good. Yeah. 17. For me, that is a 27. Yes. Okay. Uh, can I feel as I'm starting to get to the edge of the range? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can I like kind of pull myself along to make sure I stay within the range? Okay. I need you to roll me that um, stealth, and it is going to be a disadvantage because you're in the full plate. Yep. But I am farther, like, so they're at, like, as far away as they can be without losing sight. Mm-hmm. And I'm as far away from them as I can without yeah. exiting range. So I'm a good distance away. Let's see. Uh, lowest one is a 13. Okay, is that so, with your plus 10? No, it is not with my plus 10, <laughs> so that's 23. There we go. Okay, he did not nat 20 that, so you're good. Um, awesome. You are able to follow for about 15, 20 more minutes uh, until he ends up at home. Uh, at least what you perceive to be his home. It is um, another, like, a tiny, like, itty bitty little um um little townhouse it looks like it is like one room wide each floor up um at least from the outside but you watch him go in and shut the door so like it shares walls with its neighboring buildings yep yep what do you do noted that's what we needed (laughs) okay yeah uh and we could try and get him to come out now but if you want to I, I mean, would we be able to get a warrant tonight, or is it something we'd have to wait until the morning? The previous plan would be, would have been to interrogate him on his way to work, and then take the evidence to the local justiciary and acquire a um, warrant. You would know that you would actually be able to get things moving a little bit quicker um, because of your position. Um, you can pass information off to your direct commander and she could issue a warrant. So I could have, from the moment that we acquire the evidence, I could have it within two hours, three hours. Three hours, four tops if you gotta wake somebody. Most of that is just me walking there and back. Yeah, and some of that is like, you gotta wake up the notary, so... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... uh, it is up to you. Do you think we should do it now or wait till later? If we do it now, they are more likely to prepare for our arrival. I think. If we do it in the morning, they will have less time. And in fact, I may even be able to convince him to not go to work till we have arrived with our warrant. Uh, thus, allowing us to surprise them. Not let them hide it somewhere. I'll yield to your judgment, Sentinel. Yes, I would propose that we wait till morning. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I'm gonna... Like, I, I assume this guy gets up early. Mm-hmm. So, I'm... Well, do I have housing at the guardhouse? You can. Okay, I will, I will request for a bed at the guardhouse. Do you all have habitation? Not on this side of town. My apartment's way over there. I've got a room, but I think I could probably do all right over here, actually. And we just, we both just trance instead of sleeping. We do, yes. Mm-hmm. So we could, we the two of us particularly could just stake out this place together and 
not have any chance of anyone slipping out. If that is what you wish, then so be it. I will be back as expediently as I can. And yeah, I will go back to the guardhouse and rest. Okay. Uh, and be back as soon as, as early as I can be. Sounds good. What time do you wake up? Yeah, like as early as I can manage oh. to okay. be over there by like 5 or even like 4.30. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, For the two of you, I need you both to make me perception checks. Who is taking first watch? Who is taking second watch? Uh, I propose that Helena uh, rests first um, as she is the magic user of our group and I'm mm. not particularly hurting. So um, I'll take first watch. All right. Okay. Okay. That is a 22. Okay. Your watch passes uneventfully. Great. Good night. Good night, dear. And uh, go ahead and roll me that same perception check there, Helena. 15. Okay. Okay. All right. So a um, at one point, a guard does walk by. Uh, where are you situated right now? Are you like in the middle of the road? Or are you on a stoop? What are you doing? Uh, I think we've probably found like a corner... Is there a roof we can get to from from the street? Both of you can roll me a perception check on that. Should have asked you that first. Retroactive perception check. Ten. Yep. That is a 24. <laughs> okay. With a 24, uh, you are able to uh, go into, there is like a little courtyard that you can like squeeze into in between some houses. And uh, you can... Uh, kind of parkour your way up to the roof there parkour. Uh, so hardcore parkour so in fact that uh guard that passed by did not see you because you were up on the roof and he was not thinking to look up there um great no one looks up no one looks up um roundabouts uh five in the morning uh you see your companion show back up and then an hour later, uh, you see the door across the street open. What do you do? Good morning. Yeah, I'm just going to directly approach yeah. him. Uh-huh. Uh, hello. What can I do for you? What is your name, sir? Um, uh, name's uh, Silas. Silas. Good morning. Good morning. I have a few questions for you. About what? Are you aware of... Of the lady Anya Ravrin. As soon as you bring up her name, he books it. Okay, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna run at him. I'm gonna okay. tackle him to the ground. Okay. What are the two of you doing? Uh, I was gonna scramble down off the roof. Mm-hmm. Parkour. Parkour. And uh, if I see him take off, I'll dash after him. Okay. You'll be able to keep pace because um, I know Inquisitives and you've got some crazy bullshit that you can do as far as movement goes. I'm also Wood Elf. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I do move at 35 feet. Oh, that's right. You do. Oh, hey. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, once you 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 get down and you you start off a bit behind, but uh, once you hit the ground running, like you're, you're able to keep pace with Seth. No problem. And eventually we'll okay. overtake him. 
Um, Great. That's all I need. Okay. And uh, Helena, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to cast Dancing Lights. Mm -hmm. So as he's booking it down the street, he's going to find himself directly in front of a vague figure of blue flame. I like it. I like it. Okay. Everyone does things that use so much work. Just just snap your fingers and it's done. I like running. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to each own. So that figure pops up in front of him and he staggers back into the collective bodies of Seth and Nan. Yeah, I tackle him to the ground. <laughs> God, in damn, fine, 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 fine. Get out of the street. All right, let's get out of the street. I'll tell you what, what you want. Okay, yeah, so I, I do, like, grab his left arm, twist it behind his back, and ah, push him a- against the wall right. in an alley. All right. I, no, I, roughing the messenger? Fucking hell. All right, fine. What do you want to know? Did your organization acquire the cloak? Yeah, we did. Wonderful. To be fair, we did know that. I just needed him to say it. Oh, yes, of course. Come with me, thank you. Um, Nan. Yes? So that we can maintain some level of subtlety, could you please go to the guardhouse, tell them I sent you, and request a, a wagon so that we can... Uh, I don't want to march him through the streets. Of course. Uh, I'll take off dashing in whatever direction he points me to the, the guardhouse. Okay. Um, you're able to acquire that pretty quickly. Um, within 20 minutes, there is a wagon there waiting for you. Wonderful. She really does like running. <laughs> she does <laughs> She does seem to like running, yes. So I will take him um, and conceal him in the wagon mm-hmm. and uh, take the wagon back to my barracks. Uh, you may all come along if you wish. Yes. Uh, I would suggest it. Okay. Yes. Um, so the three of you and your... Um, forced companion are now are at the barracks of her holy eminence and you unload and kind of hustle him in and you're able to with him there especially you're able to very quickly gather the legal information the warrants and whatnot that you need um do you take anyone else with you three to go acquire this or is it just a, a solo op I will ask um, my boss, my commanding officer, with such a large and formidable force that they have, do you think I should bring some might with me? And she looks at you and she actually speaks to you for the first time since you've had to don the sash. Well, frankly, with everything that we've got going on here and with that... I have a feeling that we can bring this down relatively quickly if we use the Queen's Might in this. Yeah, let's <laughs> use the Queen's Might. You will have the full support of our unit, Seth. I think that there is no... The time for subtlety has passed. Mm. I suggest we march in. Yep. Let's make an example out of these assholes. Yes. And i doing my absolute best but his excitement is not containable okay excellent um so neither is nan she's smiling wickedly again (laughs) um so the three of you are able to 
uh, head back out. Are you going to actually take part in the uh, in the assault, or are you just going to watch? I'm absolutely on the front. Okay, you're in the front line. You're 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 knocking the door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Helena, what are you doing? Uh, you can take as much participation as you would like, uh, or, or none at all. You know, I think I'll leave most of this to the professionals. Mm-hmm. She'll probably still keep a very close eye on the place, uh, particularly maybe sure. looking for other exits. Absolutely. Uh, but definitely not be the one knocking. Okay. Absolutely. And Nan, what are you doing? I'm not a professional, but I am going to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> this here will be our uh, consultant. Absolutely. Uh, so the two of you will take point on this and Helena will stand back and provide uh, what assistance she can. It's about noon by the time you all reconvene with the full military and <laughs> um, the wagon, everything in place and ready to go. Uh, you unload and walk up to the door. You've got the military stationed about, you know, like away so that they don't know that you're going to be dropping the full hammer on them unless they try to escape beforehand. Um, <laughs> and you are standing in front of the door. Do you knock? Yeah, I knock. Okay. With the force of like a guard. So they might think it's like, oh, you know, some kind of checkup or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody opens the door. Uh, how can I help you? May I step inside? Uh, why? You here on business? And I hand him the warrant. Oh. And he flings the door open, as you, you will. Everyone inside, please. And okay. I'd beckon for the troops. Okay. And um, Nan marches in with you, and uh, a few seconds later, so do the rest of the troops. Helena, I would like you to go ahead and make me a perception check, please. Okay. That's a six. That's a six. Okay. All right. Um, Let's take a look here. All right. Um, You see from where you are, there is a window up at the top that is open. And that is what you see. Hmm. Inside, uh, you two plus a contingent of guards are slowly filling this house up. Um, There are uh, a flight of stairs going up one floor, and uh, this floor has three rooms. There's a central room that you're standing in right now. It looks like there's an armory to the left and a sitting room to the right. All right, you three, take control of the exits. Cecil. Yeah. Yours is the perimeter. If I must. <laughs> I know he's the worst, right? Um, and I will, if we have the entrances and exits controlled, half of the remaining force is to go as low as this building goes, and the other as high as it does, and we move mm-hmm. together. Okay. Um, you all move together uh, slowly but surely. Um, There is no basement, at least not that you have found, but going upstairs reveals another four rooms, Um, one at the end of the hall, two on the left, and one on the right. 
Go ahead and roll me an investigation roll, Helena. Ten. Okay. I have rolled very poorly. I have rolled a natural one. So you see somebody from that top window jump and hurt themselves a not insignificant amount. Uh, Um, What does this person look like? They look like a wizard Hmm. with short, dark hair. Balding? A little bit. Hmm. Funny that. Um, How far away is he? Um, he is, uh, so as you, you are about, I'm going to say you're, you're, you're sitting at that, uh, diner that you were at the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, is at the other end. So we're going to go ahead and say hundred feet away from you. I am going to pursue. Okay. Um, he's not going anywhere quickly. Okay. Uh, you see him, uh, he's moving. I, let me rephrase that. He looks like he is moving very quickly but it looks like um that landing took a toll Mm -hmm. and he hurt himself pretty bad on that so he's not going anywhere like once he gets moving it looks like he's going to be going but until then nah uh yeah then i'm gonna actually yeah i'm just gonna try and close on him okay absolutely uh so you go ahead are you gonna use your full round to dash um That'll get me, what, twice my speed? Yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do that. Okay, cool. You do that. Um, So you start running up on him, and he does not notice you at all. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Inside, uh, you've got, uh, it seems like people are are surprised, but are mostly cooperating with you. Where do you go? You've got the four rooms. You've got the one at the end of the hall, two on the left, one on the right. Um, uh, I'm going to check because a, a trick I've seen in the past is I'm going to check. Start, like, I'm going to open up the first door on the right and I'm going to note the um, thickness of the walls mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, as I inspect the rest of the room for uh, floor panels just under the beds and mm-hmm. just complete and as long as the warrant allows me to, I'm not being uh, gentle. I'm just full ransack. Yeah, no, you're 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 tossing the joint. Yeah. Uh, Nan, what are you doing? Uh, I look to Seth for instructions because I am not a professional, but I also don't want to mm-hmm. be in the way. I want to do the right thing. Nan, if you were to hide something, where would you hide it? Look there, and if it's not there. Look for the second place you would hide something. Oh, great. I didn't have to actually answer. Great. I can do that. And then I'll take off going to one of the other doors to look in places you would hide things. I'm a rogue. I got that down, Pat. Yep. You absolutely do. Um, Go ahead. I want both of you to roll me investigation checks. I I also tell one of the guys to help her if ever it's like she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, this wall might have something in it. He'll like tear it down for her. Absolutely. Okay. Um, you said investigation? Yes. Total of a 20. Hey! A 17 for me. Okay, a 17 and a synthetic 20. I love it. Uh, so you two, um, 
you're you're checking each of the rooms as you're going through and you're not finding a whole lot um you find an accountant's room uh you find somebody who is like actually keeping track of contracts and what's going through uh but the two of you end up meeting at the very end of the hall um and you open up that room and that is clearly the boss's office um it's much nicer in here everything's just a little bit more lavish uh just to let you know who's in charge and you're about to give it up on this room when, uh, Seth, you are able to, um, uh, you open up a drawer in the desk and you realize that there's a false bottom there, but it's locked. I tear it out. Okay, make me a strength check. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Uh, total of 22. Okay, so Seth, you open this drawer you realize, mm, huh, this isn't right. And you just punch it. <laughs> <laughs> you just one big old gauntleted dragonborn mitt into the wood and you pull out a beautiful black cloak with a fur lined trim. Yes. That looks like the one. And I turn to, like, the nearest other uh, paladin. Arrest everyone. Outside. Helena, you are racing towards this um, this wizard who has yet to notice you somehow. <laughs> He's doing that Peter Griffin. <sighs> ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> doing that. Um, what do you do? So I think... I've still got a bit of distance to close. Yes. She pulls out her hairpin, mm-hmm. which is this long thing that is also her wand. Her hair is normally up in like sort of a an elegantly loose twist. Um, mm-hmm. And I am going to misty step. Okay. To right in front of him. Excellent. And then I am going to swat him with a booming blade. I love it. Do it. Oh, holy fucking shit. That's a one. I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you misjudge your misty step a little bit. This is still a newer one for you. It happens. Um, And you kind of stumble out and you've already got the blade going as you're swinging through. And you just trip over yourself as you swing out of the misty step with the blade already going. Um, This alerts him to your presence, though, because that booming blade ain't quiet. Hmm. Um, but it also alerts other people. That's great. Yeah, no, there. Th- this has now been upgraded to a commotion. Whoops. <laughs> the good thing for you is that pretty much everything he can do is concentration. <laughs> he is. I'll tell you exactly what he is going to do. Okay. Um, I need more dice. So Uh-oh. looking up and seeing you there. Disintegration. Yeah, everybody's. Everybody's favorite thing to hear a DM say, I'm going to need more dice. All right. That's perfect. Okay. Uh, What he does is looks up and in a moment of surprise, snaps his fingers and a bunch of bolts of magical energy leave his hand and he casts magic missile Mm. at third level. Sixteen force damage to Helena. Yikes. This guy is beefy. Uh, But now there is definitely a commotion going on. 
and some of the guards inside are starting to turn their heads. Uh, and after casting that spell, uh, this guy is going to run away. And you can see this guy is moving incredibly quickly. Go ahead and make me a quick arcana check. 15 plus 2, 17. They are under the effects of haste. Hmm. How far away does he get? Um, uh, he's going to get 60 feet away. That is perfect because that is the range of hold person. Excellent. <laughs> we'll get back to you in a second. All right. You are back. We're back in the house. Uh, you have just heard the booming blade go off and um, somebody scream and there is magic noise coming from outside. I run to the window. You run to the window and you see Helena get a face full of magic missile. Parkour! Hey, Parkour! Hey, is there a mattress in this room? Yeah. Okay, I throw that out the window first. Okay. Okay! All right, so you use your turn to throw a mattress out the window. Make me a strength check. Make me a strength check. Those are okay. awkward and big. Uh, aw, I get a total of 10. Okay, um, you... You can have the mattress for you to jump out, but if uh, we're going to be parkouring out the window this turn, then we're going to go ahead and just do the parkour. Okay. Okay. So go ahead and make me that um, athletics check. I'm going to argue for acrobatics again. Yes. Yeah. That one. Do that one. Great. Uh, That is going to be a 17. Okay, cool. Uh, You are able to use the building to control your fall and uh, you make it to the ground. What do you do? Uh, after that, um, I'll use my bonus action to dash. Excellent. Uh, so you're right up on this guy. Great. All right. And that is going to take us, uh, in this incredibly informal initiative that we have created, uh, back to, uh, the top of the round with Helena. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to hold him. Okay. Hold that person. Uh, so he has to make a wisdom save. Okay. Excellent. What is the DC? 13 that get back here dude that is not that is uh, insufficient on my part he uh-huh. is held stay put <sighs> no 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 and he's I'm just, just gonna start stomping towards him <laughs> uh so nan what you see is that you get right up on this guy and you've got your dagger or your rapier out and suddenly he is frozen in place and actually comedically topples over. Okay. Because I, he was mid-run. I skid to a stop. Oh. hmm You got him. I got him. Great job. Hooray. <laughs> we just did a double thumbs up, which did not show up on the microphone. Great not job. typically. No. Um Immediately after he topples over, a mattress comes flying out the window. Would you still like to jump out the window? Um, yeah, and I'm gonna like jump out with it. Okay. So like <laughs> not throw and land on it. I'm just jumping out with it. You're, in you're front riding of me. it. Yeah. This is your mount. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Uh roll me a dexterity saving throw. Hey, that's not bad. Um, as in it's only at a minus one, so 13. Okay. Um, instead of making you take a d10 of damage, I'm only going to roll a d4. Okay. That's, that's All right, you good. take 
You take four. You take four. I just jumped out of a window damage. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. And then I'm going to rush over uh, mm-hmm. as long as he's still held and put my uh, sword to his throat. Okay. Do I have essentially <sighs> handcuffs? Yeah. Like you've got magic zip ties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I will, I will uh, bind him. And Excellent. He is bound. Awesome. I will uh, take him. Okay. So, um, you know, magic, uh, if he cannot speak, he can most likely not cast, correct? He'll certainly hinder his abilities. Okay. He might have some tricks, but he'll take a few of them away. Okay. I will, uh, I will, uh, yeah, I'll take a piece of cloth and gag him so that he Fair can't enough. talk. Sounds good. All right. Very good. Um, does any, so, um, you win. Congratulations, <laughs> you won the D&D. <laughs> um, I do have a little bit of an ending bit here for you, but uh, before we go into that, what does everybody do? You you have uh, successfully apprehended uh, the cloak as well as the one who orchestrated the, uh, the actual um, heist itself. Um, they ended up, uh, it was writing was on the wall. They were able to use a ladder to get into the actual chamber and, uh, they paid off the janitor to lock the window after them in the morning. Uh, they were contracted out by the, um, uh, what did I call those assholes that, that collect the, the collective of assholes. Where were they? Here we go. The collective of coppers bend preservation. Yeah. Just the collective uh, of assholes works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, the collective that's of assholes canonical. hire them out. When, yep. Once they're all in jail, we can rewrite that as, as their official <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, no. It's going to be published in the papers everywhere on the front page. The collective Absolutely. of assholes. Yep, that collective of assholes who tried to uh, stop the... Um, collective uh, of assholes apprehended. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that so is... So I normally am... am I'm normally not the person who's like, yeah, I want, I want combat in D&D. However, I do slightly lament the fact that I never at any point got to test my 21 AC. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you have tested it. I didn't I don't think I rolled anything higher than a 20. You're, <laughs> the, 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 the test is done. Um, I'm, I'm super you, happy about this, though. Yeah. yeah, like I personally was able like you guys are the people who got him. But I'm personally the one who gets to march the main culprit in. Oh, and I also yeah. have to personally hand in the cloak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because neither of us yeah. is going to take any kind of credit for this. Like, socially, that would be a terrible Well, idea. I imagine, like, Nana's going to get tons of, of uh, like, publication, and you make sure that the, the original reporter, like, nobody misses who wrote the story, right? Yeah. And uh, that is something that I do want to negotiate instead of mm-hmm. uh, payment or uh, some sort of uh, percentage of payment, partial payment. Uh, sure. But I negotiate for an exclusive interview with Anya Ravren, uh, as well as some of her staff uh, to send in to the Amaranthan uh, Accord, which is one of the bigger press. And they are more than happy to oblige you. Oh, just as soon as the coronation is done and you are welcome to stay on the premises and talk to whoever you would like in the day or two leading up to the coronation. 
Great. I think that I'm I'm incredibly busy for those few days. I write actually three pieces, one covering the coronation, an exclusive interview uh, and featurette, as well as the, uh, if I have permission, the story of how the collective of assholes is apprehended. Um, you do have to disguise a few names when you go back to see, hey, can I name drop you? A couple of people say, hey, maybe no, mm-hmm. maybe not my name. Maybe maybe muddle that just a little bit, mm-hmm. change some things to preserve the innocent, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are able to pretty much write whatever you'd like. Uh, and Helena, for you, they are uh, more than happy to grant you access to this uh, very... When, uh, when your buddy uh, Yins told you that they had an old book, they were not joking. You actually have a very hard time deciphering this Ooh. because it is written in such a thick dialect and it is going to take you quite some time to parse it out. But uh, this may be the next lead that you get in figuring out what the fuck happened to this city. Wonderful. I also, uh, at some point before the coronation, uh, take Nand by address. Ah, Thank you. Oh, I'm so thrilled. I I don't think I've ever had anything so nice as the dress I get to wear to this coronation. And it's just, I'm, I'm floored. Um, it's also very nice because I feel like I could always reach out to Helena if I ever uh, needed a contact in the nobility for a story. And that's kind of mm-hmm. a, a relief to have friends in high places as I'm aspiring to uh, be hired with the Amaranthine Accord. Yeah, Helen was also super glad to have made made friends with a some lovely people, but b also a reporter and uh, a member of the order, mm-hmm. uh, both of whom would be very useful. It was it was a great networking opportunity. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if LinkedIn had a score, it would be off the charts right now. Yeah, our clout <laughs> just went way. Fantasy LinkedIn. Uh, Seth will definitely attend the coronation if he's allowed. Mm-hmm. Um. And will, yeah, um, he will not ask if the sash can be removed. He'll Mm -hmm. just wait for someone to say something. The morning of the coronation, uh, your your commander comes to you and tells you you can remove the sash. Wonderful. I will take it and leave it uh, in the prayer room. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, oh, okay. So here's the thing. You do have to keep it. Mm. Okay. You you are never to forget what you did and what caused the whole thing. Otherwise, this can be a cycle that starts over. The sash will hang in your closet until you die or leave the order. Mm. Yeah. So I will wear it underneath my armor. Okay. I uh, just... When Helena takes me dress shopping, I am kind of torn between a red dress and a light blue dress, and I kind of defer to her for the final decision. I think I think red is more thematic with uh, with the uh, the house colors. Ah, uh, very true. And uh, I I am just very honored. I thank her repeatedly, and uh, I do seek her out at the coronation if she's there to kind of. Uh, oh experience the event with her oh no she spends like the entire like reception part of the coronation trying to get you both drunk (laughs) (laughs) i keep just it like accepting the drink and then just handing it to someone else i at first i (laughs) eventually she sits there and stares you down till you drink something (laughs) 
yeah, I try to push it off. Like, no, no, I have stories to write. I can't drink. And then I'm like, well, okay, I can finish writing stories tonight. And then, uh, yeah, I start drinking. So excellent. It is a party. And I just like finally when I accept the drink, I'm like, okay, yes. And then I go over <laughs> and just start pouring water into it until it like overflows a tiny bit. And I, okay, I'll drink this. Right. A guard ought to know how to hold his own. You need practice. <laughs> hmm. I don't go undercover, so I don't think that's a concern. Uh, we were just in a bar. Yes. I... Practice. <laughs> hmm. Excellent. Perhaps just a little. All right. Anybody have anything else? I would say the following uh, the following day, I submit all of my stories uh, to the Amaranthine Accord. I actually don't send these anywhere else. Uh, mostly with my stories, I've sent them off to multiple locations, hoping to get a contract uh, to work there and, and get a few stories for them. But since these are such exclusive pieces, I don't share them with multiple uh, uh, venues and uh, just kind of cross my fingers and wait to hear from them. All right. Excellent. The three of you are sitting in the meeting hall, waiting for the coronation to start. The room is packed, mostly with family members and employees, but a few dignitaries from other districts are also in attendance. Yosef of the Connell District, Lord Kabermeyer of the Tycon Quarter, even the first Duchess of Calamity from the Carnelian Hall has decided to make her presence known in the back of the room. The main double doors fly open with a crash, and the crowd is subdued quickly by Anya's appearance. She walks around the floor of the room, past her father's advisors, each of them looking at her and nodding. She stops at the chair closest to the head of the table, takes the goblet, and moves it to the head spot. The next closest person, a young woman, stands up and from the back of the high chair removes the cloak that you all spent so much time and effort looking for. The new woman helps Anya don it, and with it on her shoulders, she extends her hand. From the back of the room, another stranger enters carrying a sword. An amaranthine, swords are decorative as well as tools. Many people will enchant them to have harmless magical effects, be it flashing lights or sounds, but this sword has none of those things. It's old, older than the city by far. Flat gray steel, scratched and matted with years of use and dents. The bearer of the sword makes their way to the top of the high table and hands it to Anya. Sword in hand, her advisors wordlessly rise until she sits at the table. She sets the sword at her side and surveys the room as if she's about to say something. And in that moment, a room, the room is filled with a low, sickly white flash. And a letter bearing the seal of her grace appears. Anya opens the letter, reads it, and without emotion, sets it back before her. Very well. Let's begin. Game. Yay! That was great. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you all so much for doing this and being a part of this. Uh, Yeah. It's very wonderful. Thanks for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, the future stories bring to the table as well. I'm excited to see this world uh, start to be fleshed out and see some characters added to it and different personalities bring in different aspects. So yeah. thanks for starting I, it out. 
Yeah, I I love the idea of a of a truly collaborative world. Um, I like that this is going to have a lot of voices from a lot of different shows coming on and just, you know, kind of having that going on is going to be really, really neat. Um, And I, you know, as a GM, I really like the idea. It's like, okay, I have another sandbox I can play in now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because sometimes I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure, you know, the three of you that are currently running can agree sometimes, you know, it's like you are it, it is nice to have a palate cleanser for the world that you always write in. And this is a really nice way yeah. for me to kind of stretch some creative legs in that way. All right. Uh let's take a second to record a quick sign out. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Uh so I'm Vin LeBate. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Reciprocity. I am also uh, the producer and player on The Chimera, which you can find at ChimeraPod on Twitter. Chase? Uh, I've been Chase Greenlee. You can find me at TQ Loudly on Twitter. You can also find me on my actual play D&D podcast, Another Path. Uh, you can also find me on my Shakespeare podcast, Shakespeare, uh, where my wife and some friends of mine and I sit down and talk about Shakespeare, even the bad ones. Uh, we just recorded King John last night. Ooh, Ooh. it is. It's very bad. Hey, y- y- King John, notable for being the king of Robin Hood. You know who isn't in the King John Shakespeare? Fucking Robin Hood. (laughs) Uh, Uh, You go. go. Okay. (laughs) Fight. Uh, (laughs) Both at once. Hi, Hi, I'm Renee. I'm the DM for Fate and the Fable Maidens, an all-women actual play podcast that can be found at Fate FM Cast across social media. I personally can be found at RayDNR on Twitter. And bye. (laughs) Uh, I am uh, Shogun. Uh, You can find me on Twitter uh, as Shogun117, S-H-O-W-G-U-N. Because, like nine-year-old me was bad at spelling and also because i'm terrible at spelling but now it's a pun Um, you're on a show it is a pun yeah Yeah. um and uh i am on welcome to the party uh at twit on twitch uh yeah well just it's on twitch it's a welcome party rpg um and i i run multiple games there and play in multiple games there um yeah that's that's me all right great thank you all so much thank you Bye, y'all. Bye. And good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Exquisite Lich. Our theme music is Good Ideas, Poorly Executed by Steve Combs, and you can find a link to it and all the other music used in this episode in the show notes. You can find us on Twitter at Exquisite Lich, where we'll be posting details about the world and its inhabitants with each new adventure, or at exquisitelich.com, where you can find links to all our contributors and their amazing work. And if you're so inclined, stop by iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. We deeply appreciate it. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on The Exquisite Lich.
All right, so now let's all hit stop on our recordings. Yep, and 